Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Stolinski. And I'm Bartek. And as you can tell, we are called Spit and Polish because we're always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. Is that not right, Bartek? That is correct, Ryan. One of these episodes, I'm not going to ask you that question. And it'll really throw you for a loop. Like, it'll be one of those times where I was like, and we are both Polish. And you'll be like, and that is right, Ryan. And you'll be like confused about it. Well, no, because it wouldn't be an answer. It would just be me confirming. A statement. But, like, you would be saying it in that way, like... Where is question? I would I would be smart. And the I'd Pavlovian like, technique would kick in. I'd be like, oh, he's doing you. it differently, so I'll do it like you know, make it sense, make <laughs> make sense, make so, it sense, make. On on this show, on appreciate masterpieces. We yeah, watch. What do we do? Well, we watch films. Who doesn't these That's days? That's normal. What makes this different from you know, anyone? in the age of. Uh, Netflix. Anyone can watch a film now. Yeah, you so don't need to go all the way to the movies to watch an unappreciated masterpiece because an unappreciated masterpiece are films that have already come out. Mm-hmm. They're films that the audience and the critics and maybe even the filmmakers or actors did not appreciate in the final form. They're not the films that are completely hated, but they're not the films that are completely loved. If you watch a Mojo top 10 list. You're not going to see this in the top 10 worst films of all time, but you're not going to see in the top 10 best either. Or the top 10 forgotten. No, you're not going to see these films in those lists, and that's depressing. And we say, hey, let's make our own show in which we do feature-length audio commentaries discussing the intricate workings of these films. Because films, like any art form, is ingenious they involve many layers many many aspects and everyone put time and effort in days months years maybe were spent into the creations of these pieces of art and they just weren't appreciated i mean think about it someone woke up one day and said yes let's make a film about this and it actually happened isn't that great but here's a sad thing here's the tragedy here's the death of the salesman of this piece of story i'm telling you right now we didn't like it and we didn't hate it either we felt nothing towards the film and that's just depressing depressing so we are covering the film we are shining a light on the beauty of the piece Bartek what is the unappreciated masterpiece we're going to be delving into this episode it's just like Ryan said films like these are ingenious but I also want to add that they're also smart and intelligent Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I forgot to say. Yeah. Yes, just, it's very important. They're out genius as well. <laughs> this film, Ryan, is not made with line, but it is Madeline. Oh! Oh! Wait, do you speak Polish? Shit, yet? I don't speak Polish. Fuck! Again! Again, shit. <laughs> shit. What could the <gasps> film be? Give me, what was it you said again? I'm going to decipher this. Uh, Madeline, I believe I said it was. Madeline. Madeline, Madeline. Okay, I'm going to guess what the Polish... Because Polish is a bit tricky. I'm going to guess that this is Madeline. going to be... Oh, From 1998. 1998? Yeah. Jeez, is this... <gasps> Are we watching The Matrix? Because that's a pretty appreciated film, I would say, Bartek. That's not that's not the kind of cinematic film that we'll be covering yeah, so today. I can't wait to cover Keanu Reeves yeah. breaking the mold in The Matrix. I mean, here's the thing. I think that we needed to cover The Matrix. You know, some people at home are saying, 
Right, isn't that an appreciated masterpiece? Yeah, but here's the thing. Have you heard our views on it? Maybe, yeah, sure. Thousands of people have given their views on The Matrix and there's no real ground to top cover there, but I think we'll make it. I think we'll cover something that no one else has covered on The Matrix. Maybe there are some audience members who don't wow. really quite get the type of films that we watch and they're like, when are they going to do The Phantom Menace? No, we're not doing that. We're doing The Matrix. So we're doing the 1998 or 1999 classic The Matrix with Keanu Reeves. My favourite Keanu Reeves Wait, hold on. Did you say Matrix? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Madeline. Oh, we're watching Madeline from 1998 with the, the amazing one-time film appearance of Hattie Jones. Yeah. I love that movie. Based on the acclaimed book series and television series as well. Oh my god. They made a live action version of this? Yeah, in 1990. I think it was eight. Eight? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I mean, when I saw Madeline as a kid, the show, I said to myself, there had to be a live action version of this with the chick from Fargo as the nun. And they needed to, like the poster, <laughs> you'll you'll have a, a red, red moped. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's really prominent in the film. Yes, I imagine. Yeah, like in the show it was. And yeah. unlike that film, what's it called? Empire Records, where they have a dog on the front, but there's no dog. Yeah. Let's put the dog on the cover and in the film. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, Bartek, we're doing Madeline, the film adaptation of the character Madeline. Just us two? No. 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 Yes. Yes, actually. Oh, really. I tricked you. <laughs> oh fuck. No, we are bringing back an old timer. A guest that's been on the show only one time before, and we took them on a magical journey to a land where Dan Aykroyd (laughs) played two characters in prosthetic makeup. (laughs) Of course I'm talking about the film that we did a while back called Nothing But Trouble. And this guest is on the show. Bartek, who is it? (laughs) Hold on. What, who are the two people that Dan Aykroyd played? He played the judge and... And the baby. Oh, and that's right, yeah. <laughs> I'll get, I forgot. I just want to point out, we're doing a podcast, but I got a visual cue that I just want to mention. Our guest, who was on the episode, just gave me a clicking point in recognition of Dan Aykroyd played a giant baby. Fun and fact, guess, Dan Aykroyd played giant baby. And that guest is Mishabella Enkin. Hey, Mishabella! <laughs> Who's laughing right oh, now? Oh, my God. Oh, my so, Dan Aykroyd. It is so difficult. To keep my laughs in that whole time. Well, you know, it's. I, it's, I, I, I think it passed out like at least three times. It's really weird because we're a serious <laughs> podcast. Mm. I don't yeah, think this is a comedy yeah. podcast at all. I mean, we were going to cover The Matrix, but then there was some weird French version of the film called Madeline that Madeline. we just had to cover. We're not yeah. a comedy podcast, but that's. We are serious. Oh, right. I prepared a fart gag later. Should I still do it? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. maybe. It depends on the I'll, fart. I'll find this place sometimes, is sometimes a fart needs to be in something serious. Not too um. Like the. Not to do uh, uh, like add something to the air, but um, to to give. You know what? We've never seen a serious fart in a movie before. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Like, can you oh. imagine the diary of Anne Frank? Right, mm. and, and she's writing in her diary, and she's like, "The Nazis downstairs, they're looking for us." And little Yosef couldn't help but break wind, and like you feel the tension, and it's like, uh, "Did they hear it? No, no, they didn't hear it." <laughs> See, that's actually kind of genuine. I was going to come up with yeah, something like, yeah, "Oh, um, there's this sci-fi future where the all the the safety of the world depends on this one man not fighting because if he no, fights, no, no, nukes no, no, will explode." No, no, you need a fart. It's something serious, like like. Underpins it, but couldn't you? Ma- so you can't hear a fart anyway. Well, yeah. sci-fi future. In though, in space, <laughs> you can't 
smell a fart. <laughs> in, in space, no one can hear you fart. So I was saying in Anne Frank's, here's where I want to go with this. Yeah. So fart, and she's like writing in the diary, like, is this in the diary? She's like, I was so afraid that they would hear the fart. But thankfully, thank God they didn't. Unfortunately, they smelt it and came straight upstairs. <laughs> and that's like the last entry. The untold Hitler walked into the room. I accidentally farted, but he smelt it. And he was so disgusted that he just ended the war. No, no, I don't. That's what I was going to go. He was like, Hitler smelt it. And he needed to know who dealt it. Because in his Germany, only he deals gas. And <laughs> it, supplied it, so. I got to say, though, the fart. Yeah, nice concentration. The fart joke, joke guys, in the last like, episode you know, is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, guys, get your copy of Madeline ready. So, we're going to do a countdown here. I am, you know, I'm going to say one. Two, three, pl- uh, three, two, one, play. Three, two, one, play. Seven, two, five. Seven, two, five. Oh, shit. That's my pin. So, um, and you're going to hit play when I hit, when we say play. So you're kind of synced up with us and we're going to be talking about the film. If you are unaware of the Madeline's uh, movie, like our guest, Mish, who did not watch the film beforehand, but wanted to go blind into it, it will be a learning experience for you, this film, in case you are not aware of the series in any fashion. But hey, don't worry. This movie, just like life, is fun. That so was yeah, beautiful. the film's beautiful. I can't wait for you to see it. So, so get your copy ready because you Ryan gonna... spat on me. That's why we call it spit and polish. I spit and polish. <laughs> and you're Polish, and I spat on you. And I polished my arm just. So get your copy ready because we're going to start in three, two, one, play. So we are. Two seconds in, and what a magnificent opening to a film. There's clouds. Oh, the, what's that coming out of the clouds? Is that God? Is that Pegasus? No. Pegasus. Oh, my it God. Is. It's a... Uh, I would say a camel. I would say, I don't know, with isn't wings. That the, isn't that the dog from the Oh, movie? my God, we're in France. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Wait, so, I thought that was live action. This is... Don't you see those? That's what life looks like, Mr. <laughs> This, well. It's like the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. See, this is... Uh, can you tell which one's Madeline? It's the no, nun. <laughs> you know what's really disappointed about in this movie? Um, did, did you watch... Uh, well, let's leap straight into our histories with this. Um, I watched the show. I never read the books. Did you guys watch the show? Oh, absolutely. I, I was loved a, the show. I was aware of it, but I never watched it. And, uh, and just as a little... Uh, foreshadowed to my conclusion, this movie I did see. make me want to actually kind of check it out. Well, here's the thing about the show. Now, Mishabelle, I don't know how good your memory of it is, because mine isn't the greatest, but the things I do remember was every now and then there would be musical numbers. Remember this? Yes. And my favourite musical number was um, uh, uh, Miss, was it, Clavel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would have her get up in the middle of the night, there's something's not right, and she would pace to and throw in her room and she would sing like this what felt like a fever dream kind of number about something's not right something's not right huh, huh. and it was just like was this a recurring thing yeah. every episode every, wow. every episode like every episode had certain musical moments that would just happen like that okay. and it would all it's like a staple like in everything you know you had this you know line spoken the 12 little girls and two straight lines blah 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 
you know, all that would be this kind of thing would happen every episode. And I was really disappointed. Like, I get it why they didn't ha- do it in this film, but I really would have liked it to have those little musical moments to make it a bit more like the, I guess, like you said, the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, a bit more of a... These guys. <laughs> that's you and me, Ryan. Uh, no! That's Roger Ebert. Jesus, <laughs> Who both gave this two thumbs up. Yeah, because... Who gave it two thumbs up. One of them said, you have to give it a thumbs up, and I don't want to say who, I think it was Siskel. And Ebert said, no way! And then they fought over a bush. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah so every episode had a musical number and i was really wanting this to have it too and you know my history with this film is i had watched it in my youth but no strong recollections of the plot i remembered like pepito and the moped or his bike or whatever i remembered vespa, I oh sorry vespa i remember her falling into the river and um for some reason i kind of muddled this film up with 101 dalmatians i thought <laughs> hugh laurie was the villain in this movie mm-hmm. but he's the villain in 101 dalmatians yeah. or one of them i mean cruella de is the villain of that but like yeah it's a lot of dalmatians there's a lot of villains so michabella what about you it's bothering me poo poo What's bothering you? Her hair. Hey, stop being sexist, okay? She's just a young female child. She can't decide how her hair grows. I mean, what I, about the, the color, nun's hair? Sorry, the color. It's red enough? It's not quite red enough. Look, baguettes. Oh, here they are. Yeah, this is what <laughs> Before the episode... They're not sword fighting. They're fencing. Jesus. Before this episode Very began, um, we were joking about, like, French things. And they're like, oh, there are no baguettes. I'm like, no, there is baguettes. They're, they're sword fighting. And that was it. Oh, good. So, Mishmael, what's your history Were with... Were you expecting, like, some Star Wars lightsaber I, No, I actually thought, <laughs> is this going to be, like, in Centridians 2, in which they had, like, this choreographed sword fight in the behind the... Sta- you know, in Centridians 2, they had a yeah. sword fight. And I forgot about that when we had to rewatch the movie. <laughs> so Ryan I was like, did I forget swords. about swords? <laughs> so, Mishmael, I'm trying to ask you, what's your history with Madeline? The film, the series? Well... I actually, I it was one of like my favorite shows that I watched as a kid. Um, I would try to remember the little, the Pardon. little kind of saying that they would do before they would eat. Yeah, like, yeah. I love my friend. I love my brother. Like b- butter, brother. Um, but most of all, we love, love each other. other. Which but is never I spoken in this. I would always forget. I would always forget to say it, and I just beat myself. I forgot about that. Time. This isn't spoken in this movie. That. That hurts. I don't think that's spoken in this movie. They By the way, the director had four. The director has four names or five names. <laughs> like I just want to point that out. Like <laughs> the director has as many names as there are girls in this movie. So, Michelle, just to let you know, they don't say um, you know that grace thing, but they do make chicken noises. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. In case you want to is that the same? Yeah, it's the same. You know how you as a kid, same with me. We heard that you know love each other, and he's like, oh, that's sweet. In this movie. Madeline says, Ew, I'm not eating Fred the chicken. And it's almost, you know what? I would say it's even more emotional than that. It's kind of like when you haggle. It's like, you can't have this, but we do have this. (laughs) Yeah, like, Ah, just settle. Settle. I like how the Ivor Tower's behind them. They're really close. So you know it's in in Paris. No, it could be in Las Vegas. There's a Eiffel Tower in Las Vegas. Okay, but do they have an As an expert of America. I know this. Okay. I've never been there this before. This is something I know. But do they have an Arc de Triomphe? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have everything. They do, actually. Is this like Las Vegas? They like, also have like, Statue <laughs> of Liberty there, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, like Statue th- of Liberty is French. Isn't there three Statues of Liberties in America? Like, or f- there's like the main one. And then there's like... And, like, f- imposters? No, they're like no, smaller versions. They, yeah. They're like, not like huge, but like the guy who did the Statue of Liberty is like, here, have a few different ones. <laughs> oh. That's I nice d- for two. some reason, I want to say three because it's a nice... Nice number, and I just want to go. You know, if I was America and I got three statues of liberty, I would want in New York and sure, Vegas, why not? But I would also go, ah, Philadelphia, why not? Fuck it, they got very little over there. They got a bell, <laughs> don't they? Well, they got the show. It's always, Statue of I mean, it's always sunny there. But don't they have? Don't they have the thinker? Ah, uh, because doesn't Rocky run by it? I guess. And thinker's like, I think he's running. You know who should have been in Rocky? <laughs> Madeline. She could Patty have Jones? taught no Madeline the character the cartoon oh, character should have come in. I'm a hat. <laughs> I'm a hat. I'm looking for a hat. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Is her name Hattie or Patty? Hattie. Hattie, right? That's her name. Real, real name. That's that short. Is, that's the name that I like. Hattie. Hattie. It's short for I would imagine. Harriet. No, actually. What? No, it's actually <laughs> not. It's actually I looked it up. It's not short for anything. Her name is just Hattie Jones. <laughs> what? And the I one role she played has an iconic hat. Yeah, this is her one f- first and only film role. Like, major motion picture. Like, the others are TV movies, and there's only, like, four others. Yeah. Uh, she has a web series in which it's about her as a struggling actress. Without eyebrows. And she was yeah, also... Yeah, no, she looks... Exa- no, creepily enough, she looks the exact same, ex- and same hairstyle, except for she's properly blonde and just tall. One of the IMDb trivia points <laughs> about her was something that I actually kind of commented on to myself when I watched the film, that yeah. she was the second choice for Hermione Granger. Yeah. Really? But she was deemed too old. Yeah. And you know why? <laughs> because they knew that we needed Emma Watson's lack of charisma in this world. And they said, we need Hattie Jones's charisma not in this world. Which is clearly demonstrated in this movie. Yeah, so she's got a lot of charisma. You know, she's a child actress that I think in this movie... Really, I think actually all the child actors in this movie do a bang-up job. I, I feel mm. like they're actually good actors. Like, you know there's that difference between, like, say, someone like Hattie Jones and Macaulay Culkin, in which Macaulay Culkin, like, he was an iconic child star, but I wouldn't say he was great. I c- His shtick is very much like Frankie Muniz, in which it's the, I'm an adult, but I'm a kid, that I- kind of child star. Well, this girl, Hattie... She makes me believe she's a kid. Like, she she genuinely... I, I know it's because she is, but you know what I mean. Like, child yeah. actors have this weird thing in which they have to either be super over-the-top whingy or a Frankie Muniz, Macaulay Culkin, in which they're... Yeah, it, it's... Oh, my God. Is that Claire Thomas? Yes. My favorite in Young Dracula. I, I'm friends with her. Fuck off. <laughs> you no no seriously. Get her on the phone now. I want Back explanations. In days. Oh my god. Holy shit. Can you actually which one, get which her? One's she? She's, She's uh, the one Aggie. On the, on the, the best friend one. Yeah, the one who's like, "Can you please um oh not god. tell them I'm running away?" Oh. That's Ooh. her, yeah. Yeah, that's her. You have to contact her and tell her that we're like, doing hey, this. Hey, just watch your movie. Hey, what's her name again? Claire. 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 I mean this from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> You were really good in this movie and Young Dracula, by the way. Love Young Dracula. Have you seen Young Dracula? I love 
I've love, seen Young Frankenstein. No, no, Young Dracula <laughs> no, is a TV show. Like oh no, I haven't. In which better. it's like Dracula and his whole family move to this city and try. I mean, the this dad town. Is my favorite. The dad <laughs> is a guy who does nothing but play Draculas, and he brings the Bella Lugosi type of Dracula into what is basically a Seinfeld show for kids. Okay. It's- so good. They have Renfield in it, you know, his assistant, that, and yeah. he eats bugs and rats and shit. And it's actually kind of a show for kids that has a supreme amount of horror and violence for kids. Like, it's live I action. Live action. I just recently finished watching the whole series. It's great. Like, there's a whole season <laughs> arc in which you're like, where's their mum? Right? They don't have a mum. And then she rocks and up she and she's like up. the most evil person in kids shows it's ever. Like you think the dad is bad. That, but well, the dad's actually the night. The dad is the basically nice the, the, the dad is basically every kids show TV dad. Like, you know, like Malcolm in the Middle. You know, like that kind of like goofy dad that you wish you saw more of in an episode. You know what I mean by that, Bartek? The ones that tell like dad jokes? Oh, you're not a dad joke, but like, like, like they're goofy. Like, yeah. but they're so likable. There's something about them that you just want to see more. Like, you know, but they're the, not the main characters. Yeah, exactly. Much focus. Exactly. Yeah. Like in a lot of those shows, you find that the parents or the adults are the ones that are more interesting. That's Young Dracula for me. Like okay. the adults are so fa- like. There's a Van Helsing character, and he has a son <laughs> or a, like a nephew so or something that he's like... trying to teach to be Van Helsing, and the yeah. kids just like, like at first care. not really into it, but then he's like. <laughs> Because he doesn't believe they're vampires. And then finds out they're vampires. Like, shit, yeah, I want to hunt these fuckers <laughs> down. So enough about young Dracula, Claire. Yeah, just please quickly... come on the show. We will do whatever other movies you're in. I swear. <laughs> I would love to have you. Uh, Skype, whatever. Please talk to us about this. I would actually love to have a one-on-one interview with you, Claire, about this film experience. What it was like to work with Hattie Jones. Do you know why she... Like, do you keep in contact? Because I really think they were friends in this. Like, I buy that relationship in this movie. Like, out of all the young girls in this, I actually looked her up, Claire. I looked her up because I just went, I feel like she's an actress in this movie. You know when you see these kid actors? Mm. You know they're going to go on to do some more stuff. Like, it's like, I guess, when someone saw Flipper and they see Elijah Wood in that movie and they're like, mm, he's the lead actor. Like, you yeah. know, you go, mm. It's like how Ryan Gosling was a child actor and he appeared in lots of things and little supporting roles and then major roles. And there's something about him, even when you see those actors in their earliest roles, you can go, yeah, I can see them going on to more stuff, especially if they're not a recognized child actor like Macaulay Culkin or something like that like Elijah Wood for instance I don't think he really got into prominence until something like Lord of the Rings I mean that is such a biggie but I kind of forgot he was a child actor yeah um and on that point you're talking here something is not right at yeah, and this would be a musical this song. would be a whole musical number where she runs up and down the stairs with a candle. Yeah. yeah. So just going back to the whole thing about like child actors and like the differences between them. I think one of the films that we've done on this show, and unfortunately it's one that you weren't here for, Ryan, um, when we did the episode on old dogs, I really noted how the two kids in that movie kind of felt more like plot objects rather than mm. characters. Like that film was so centered around Robin Williams and, and, John, Travolta. and John Travolta that like, yeah, that happens in mm. those kind of family movies where it's based on the parents instead, where yeah. the children feel like plot devices. But this is See, primarily about Madeline. I don't Madeline. understand that. Like, you've got children. You don't need to do a lot of convincing to be like, oh, yeah, they're definitely children. But they always play it on harder. It's like, yeah. we need them to be convinced that these are children. Uh, look at this scene and I, here. It, it just gets a little excessive. I really like a scene here. Hattie Jones, 
brilliant performance. I really think I'm really shocked that she didn't go on to do more. Mm. She's acting against an Oscar winner here as well, and um, I think she won an Oscar for Fargo. I'm pretty sure, but um, she has to act something that's very hard for a child to convey, which is understanding death. Mm. Like, her character already understands death because Madeline, for some reason in this, I don't remember in the cartoon, but I always thought they were all orphans. In this one, it's only yeah, Madeline that's an orphan. Everyone else has families. Yeah, it's <laughs> specifically a boarding school, not an orphanage. Yeah, so yeah. in this, like, you know, I think Hattie Jones really captures this. I think, for me, what makes this movie work is all of the children, especially Hattie Jones, of course, and... um. Frances McDormand. She she is perfect as... Why is she called Miss and not Sister? Clavel. I don't understand. Like, when I see lots of... Because I never went to a uh, Catholic school or, like, anything like this. But when you see these kind of environments, like, in films, like, say, the Blues Brothers or something, they call them Sister. She's a yeah. nun. And like I said, I, I was with the male equivalents in my school. We had brothers. Yeah. Hmm. They're not a male equivalent of a nun, are they? Well, I don't, but we call them brother, you call them sister, so... Yeah. That's... I mean, they're equivalent in that sense. Yeah. Unless they're a mother superior. <laughs> superior of the sisters, yeah. Yeah, but... when she names... But you still call her chicken? mother superior. Yeah, because that's, like, the name of yeah. the role. What was that, sorry, Mish? Is that where she falls in love with a chicken? Yeah, she falls in love with the chicken. She says they're just friends, Ryan. She friends owns the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) To death. So, really, he died twice. Uh, The chicken is kind of like Pepito. Uh, Friends. (laughs) Oh, we're about to meet Pepito. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Frances McDormand really sells this role as Miss Clavier. I mean, I can't actually think of another actress that could embody this character even now, really, to be honest. Maybe Glenn Close, but then she was doing 101 Dalmatians. I would love to have been the guy who in charge of, like, pulling the string attached to that That was actually the wind. No, it wasn't. Mitch. I'm sorry. You've worked on movies. You know that that this is a documentary style. You know that was wind. You know that was when we already talked about farts. That was the fart moment of this film, right, Bartek? I forgot to do the fart noise. I'll, <laughs> I'll find a moment later, right? That was the bit in which, uh, you know, in which uh, they the girls farted on, on Hattie. And that's why I want to ask your friend Claire about how it was to fart in this movie. <laughs> Honestly, you need to give her contact with us we should probably like, I am so pumped that you know this See, we, if you watched the movie before you could have got this all organised Mish we could have found out if like how do you was... know her um okay. were you just like hey I'm a big fan of young Dracula <laughs> and you added it on MySpace well what I did on MySpace like I had a huge crush on one of the brothers Luke Bridgman and I in I young Dracula him, yeah I, oh. lo- I looked him up on MySpace and I added him both on MySpace and Facebook, and then we became friends. And then, um, then I somehow added Claire, and she was a friend on my Facebook. And then, yeah, I've just Claire. Honestly, was she the one sword fighting? She's the one baguette? right here. Yeah, but was she, she baguette there. sword fighting? I don't remember. I wish I knew this. Oh, Look Claire, at that Claire. Face. Claire, your face is so energetic in this movie. I think it's the (laughs) eyes. It's these little buggy eyes. It's so good, Claire. Uh, I would love to know how this film was behind the scenes because this looked like either... Here's how this film could be for me. Only two (laughs) options. This was the funnest film ever made 
Oh, this was a nightmare. Now, I don't think this would be a film in which there was an in-between. Well, Ryan, we're at the uh, buck, buck, buck scene. Oh, so. yes, the buck, buck, buck scene, you know. Uh, this is an iconic scene, Mishabella, in which usually they would have, you know... It's the their lo- favourite. Their favourite chicken, but then Madeline, being the great protagonist, says, No, I'm standing up for what's right. And she literally stands up too. <laughs> That's exactly Good. right. Consistency. And, and she has a great character. This is a start of a great character arc for her, I would say, in which she becomes the Lisa Simpson of the group, in which she's like, <laughs> no, eating meat's wrong. But That's she does something enough. even better than... I thought you loved me. <laughs> she does something even better than Lisa Simpson. She doesn't just have a character arc, does she? <laughs> She goes in a full circle because by the end of the movie, Madeline goes, I want chicken! <laughs> yes. <laughs> by the way, I just want to say this movie, this is a movie I feel like on the show has done something that I feel like a lot of the movies we haven't done on the show is has done, which is this... I'm not saying all of them, but like most of them. This movie feels like the most animal-related movie we've done <laughs> in quite some time. Have we done... Like, outside, like, something like Snow Dogs or Dog Month where they had dogs as main characters. But, like, this movie involves animals a lot. There's a dog. There's a chicken. There's several other dogs. Mm. There's idiots that, you know, <laughs> that are like animals. And there's this whole vegetarianism thing going on. And I don't want to spoil it right now, but I want to point out my favorite moment in this movie involves a dog. I'm not going to say what moment, but we're going to find out. And here... <laughs> And this girl here, the antagonist, uh, Vicky, only acted in one thing, and and it was this. And uh, I'm really surprised by that, because she really reminded me of some actress. I don't know who. Willy Wonka. Yeah. She reminded me, yeah. That's exactly who. Veronica. I wonder if that's her sister. Veruca Salt. Yeah. Veronica. Veruca. The the bubblegum chewer was Violet Beauregard. Yeah. So I was wrong on both counts. You were, uh, and here we have a vet- what business are you in, Mr. Salt? And nuts. Nuts. <laughs> here we have a veteran actor here. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, His name escapes me. Nigel. Nigel Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Yeah. He is most known, I guess, for three prominent things. Uh, other than this, he was in the TV show Yes Minister, which. If you need to understand how British politics works, I know it's, it might be dated because it was made in the 70s and 80s. That's the show. Because you know why? His character, I can't remember what exact thing he was, but he is, to this day, the best character I've ever seen represent bureaucracy. His character in that show would do nothing but stop the minister from doing anything anything but doing it in this roundabout fashion of jargon and political correctness nonsense (laughs) terms in which it took him five minutes basically to say no okay in the most bureaucratic way it is he has speeches of bureaucratic nonsense that a book like catch 22 tries to capture in it's like 400 years He's amazing, and he's right. known for uh, a movie called Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone, in which That's he what plays I see. he plays the villain in that movie. Outside of he plays the villain that wakes up Wesley Snipes. Okay, he's the guy that makes this world a PC world. And then he uh, he did a bunch of these Hollywood movies so he could fund his own movie called I think The King's Madness, in which he played King George the Third. 
who was the crazy king. You know about King George the Third? I think so. He was the one for I think like fourteen years. Ended every sentence with penguin, and then one day just <laughs> out of nowhere, and then one day just stopped doing that for no apparent reason. I think at one point he married a tree. Um. Yes. Yeah, like, like yeah. Okay. So he did a film about that, and he and he got like major Oscar stuff for that as well. So yeah. Great to have some heavyweight Oscar contenders <laughs> in Madeline. And they're like... Top... And this was after their Oscars. Yeah, and, they're to- and they're like top billing in this film. Yeah, because they're both Oscars. Yeah. Oscar contenders yeah, or winners. They're both Oscar. <laughs> they're both Oscar with Sylvester Stallone. Again, why wasn't Nigel in that movie? movie? Um, <laughs> good movie. So his character in this one was named Lord Cor- Corvington. Covington. Covington. And, um, and the joke name that uh, he's given is Lord Cuckoo Face. <laughs> yeah, and he hates... Them. Is that... In the trivia, is that his name in, like, the original works? I don't... Lord Cuckoo Face? Yeah. Yeah. That's like... It's like C-U-C... Oh, wait, notice this girl here. Notice her. Hold on to that, by the way. That's going to be relevant later. Okay. (laughs) That one girl. Um, I will mention straight off the bat, in Madeline, there was, or at least in one series of Madeline, there was a, 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 a black girl in in the lineup of girls. In this, there is none. Just want to mention that. Of course. That. Of course! But they have an Asian girl, so I guess it makes, like, hey. It's not the same. Excuse me. Asian people are very un- underrepresented in uh, cinema. Did you see Ghost in the Scarlet Johansson, who's not Asian, Shell? Look, we've had enough black people. They've had enough exposure. We've we had to bring the Asians in. We gave Moonlight an Oscar, didn't we? <laughs> I think Ryan, we paid our Jews. We, we didn't have to on the touch. We paid our Jews. <laughs> Ryan, we did it. They're playing. Bella's on point in this. <laughs> Booby bastard. This was <laughs> one of my favorite scenes too, in which it was boobies, boobies, boobies. I like this girl as well. Yeah. I actually thought they were looking at ice cream for a while there. I'm like, why are they saying ice cream stinks? I don't understand what kind of ice cream they eat in France. Yes. But then it was cheese. Yes, it's sad. Because they're, they're French and they the don't Polish put... word is sad. Do they not put... Do not no. most cheese... Like, I get cheese. There are some cheeses that you don't have to put in a cool environment, but they just have it out. I guess that one's not one of them, then. I guess. Like, aren't there, like, some cheeses that you, like, have wrapped in plastic and they're, like, big and round? Aren't there some cheese? Oh, look, more like, chicken. once they're, like, matured enough, you can keep them out for Look, a while. she's playing with the booby baskets. I really want to ask her about that scene, you know? Like, Claire, what was it like to <laughs> do the booby scene? <laughs> That's, that would be my first question. Who are you imagining? Well, Claire, you know, this was... What was your, did you think that this would come true to life later? You know, uh, like when, when you thought, oh, you know, in my late 20s, I'm going to look like, oh my God, oh my a demon God. scene. I didn't know, Claire, you didn't tell me that you were in The Exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) This, might I add, that moment there never plays into anything ever again. You don't know why he's dressed up like that. You don't know what he was doing. Like, did he do that? Like, I know he was doing that to prank them, but like, did he go, I'm going to do this really complicated paint work myself because his parents are never there and the tutor hasn't been established yet. Don't think. I, if he was, it was like, no, like he hasn't enough. been established as a, tu- as a tutor. He hasn't been established until really Miss Clavel talks to him. No, he's established when he's taking photos. Yeah, okay, well. But uh, as a tutor, I mean, yeah. yeah. He's not. He's, he's the villain, Miss Clavel. Yeah. Right. There's a villain. There's villains in this kid's movie. And his, name to be. Is, <laughs> his name is Leopold. 
you know, does that bother you in kids' movies? I mean, in all movies, but in kids' movies, there just has to be this forced antagonist situation. It's kind of like... You know what I mean by that? Like, yeah. that's what I think I, I like about Toy Story. I think that's something that works about Toy Story. You don't realize, even until you're much older, that the antagonist was Woody all along. That he was kind of like an asshole protagonist. Yeah, but he was clearly the antagonist because, like, he's also your main hero. But like, there is no antagonist. You could say Sid, but not really. Like, and I love kids' movies like that, and that's why sometimes I think... In the context of us following, Woody Sid is an antagonist, but I see where you're going. But he's more of an obstacle. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't say in a racing movie that the the exploded tyre is the antagonist. And I feel like Sid in Toy Story is that. Like, he's something that they have to get past. But he's... But he's not something that's constantly trying to... Yeah, but he is is going against the themes of the film, which is, like, treat your toys well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess, but that's also something... The film film also explores... More than that with yeah, toys, the like creativity. And stuff yeah, the like creativity, that. and he was creative in his toys. Like I think it, it, it celebrated that. But like I think what I'm trying to go at is my feeling for why this is unappreciated is a weak antagonist figure. This guy yeah. here. I'm not saying he's not a bad actor. He's done quite a bit of stuff. I just feel like they could have made him fleshed out. Like, I wanted to understand why he was doing what he was doing other than for financial gain. I mean, maybe they could have played on him for comedy a bit more. Like, not saying he had to be a comedic, but, like, I think a weak antagonist in a kid's film really brings stuff down. Or a forced antagonist. Like, one of my favorite kid's movies is uh, WALL-E. Uh, the WALL-E you know the, the Pixar one but oh right yes yes that's really good that's a good <laughs> and movie. one thing I have an issue in that movie is it feels like two movies because mm. there's a forced antagonist not saying that I don't like the AI computer antagonist in the movie I do but 2001 already did that but it's like <laughs> a weird forced antagonist in an already great film that doesn't require that kind yeah, of situation. It's like an easy way of having a conflict. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like this movie has that, where you could have made this movie Pepito, Pepito, yeah, is the antagonist. But it's like a like friendship, romantic rivalry kind of antagonist, like where they eventually not work, villainous uh, antagonist. Yeah, but like he is her antagonist. Yeah. Like antagonist put, is the person who like stands in your way, in, um, and it's not necessarily that they're trying to do something. Yeah, yeah, evil. exactly. Just, yeah, rival. That's what I mean. Like, but this movie has to have a guy who has to kidnap and they have someone who's crime who's and who's easy to label as evil. Well, I think Pepito could have been like the thing, and then when you had this amazing line, Michabella from from Miss Claver, where she's like, "No, that boy is just misunderstood." That could be like resonate a lot more when you wow. get to the end of the movie. And you're right, he is misunderstood. But in this movie, it's kind of like, yeah, he is misunderstood, I guess. But, like, at the end of the day, I didn't feel like much was going to change for him. Mm. His situation where his parents are still ambassadors and they're still going to be running off all the time. and Maybe he'd just behave more. A little. Yeah, but I don't think that was his problem in the first place. It was the fact that he's left alone Yeah. all the time. He behaves when he's they're there. That that's was the what, thing. That's like the show. Like his parents were always away. Yeah, exactly. But this is a movie. This is a one-off movie. So I think they could have made that a central focus. But ah, you know, I can't remember like a story. I can't. Here's the thing about Madeline though. It's one of those shows. It's like a 
I don't know if you agree with this, Mishbella, but it's a show in which I remember no storylines. Not a single one. I remember the images, and I remember that they used to get in trouble, but I can't remember a singular episode. You know what I mean by that? I remember one, but nothing else. What was it? Um, it's where they're training for spelling bee. Okay. And they're trying to spell Cuckoo turkey. Fence. Okay, turkey, yeah. Um... <laughs> Guys, Leopold's trying to sleep, so keep it down. <laughs> in the museum. But, um, yeah, they spelt turkey and they were laughing that it was like a turkey gobble gobble and also turkey the country. Be <laughs> fair. Oh. <laughs> so that's it. See, I don't have any recollections of any storylines. I remember the moments, like the musical numbers and the imagery and the the sayings and all that, but it's not a show that... This shows that I watched less of and I remember the episodes. I'm not saying that's a weakness of this show. I'm just saying maybe it just didn't speak to me as enough as a show like My Best Friends are Martian. Do you at least remember the characters well, though? I remember that show. Huh? You remember it? It's great. The dad was also good in that show. <laughs> uh, I remembered Madeline and Miss Clavier and Pepito and the dog. Is All the other girls. Is it pronounced Clavier or Clavel? Clavel. Clavel, sorry. Okay. I just keep mixing it up uh, because yeah, I love wanting to call her Frances McDormand. Okay. <laughs> it's also because they're in France and they had to get someone with France in their name. Well, She'll know what to do. <laughs> she will do an accent, some variety. You know what I find weird about her as an actress? I really don't know her outside of uh, Coen Brothers movies. Like, she's married to one of them. Yeah, she was in... Fargo. Hell Caesar and... Hell Caesar yeah. and... Who was she in Hell Caesar? I think she was in... She was, like, a script writer and she was, like, yeah. in that dark room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in, like, a scene in Miller's Crossing as a secretary. And, like, when, I, when I looked at her, like, filmography on Wikipedia, there was, like, one other thing that I was like, oh, yeah, I think she was, like, a voice in something. Yeah. She's a weird actress that everybody kind of knows because Fargo, I think, is an iconic movie. Mm-hmm. And Madeline is also very iconic. But, but unappreciated. So did we see this movie when we grew up, guys? Did we see it in cinema? Did we have it on video or anything like that? No, honestly, the most I knew about Madeline was that I'd seen maybe an ad of the show and thought, oh, yeah, cute art style, but I'd never watched it. So I'd never even considered the fact that it was based on really popular books or that it had a live-action film. I know that um, half of Roger Ebert's written review for this film, which was three out of four stars, as I said earlier. Very high. Very, very high. high. Most of it was him gushing about how fantastic the books are and uh, how charming this film was, like, you know... Yeah, that's something that I think I like about this movie is it's charming. I feel like a lot of kids' movies today, live-action ones, I would say, aren't charming. Mm. Like... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, 90% of the kids' movies, live action, have The Rock in them, and he is himself charming, but, yes. like, the films aren't so much. Not so much. Like, okay. Race to Witch Mountain, I wouldn't say is charming. I would say is enthralling. <laughs> or or the game plan or something. Don't you love how a lot of kids' movies these days involve former wrestlers or action stars looking after small children? Don't you love that? Other than are the they, rock, are they treated as... Vin Diesel? Oh. <laughs> Hulk Hogan? Are they treated as, like, selling points? In the yeah. Or like, that's probably something... the pacifier? <laughs> Where that Vin Diesel must look after children. <laughs> <laughs> I love... My subtitles for this does not 
do the subtitles for anything they say in French, but the the, the Spanish, yeah, like you know, because he talks for so long. Well, he's saying names. Did you have a favorite character from the show, Michelle? Um, no. You weren't a Pepito fan. He didn't get no. your loins going. No. You didn't have a sexual awakening I'm watching Mad Life. I didn't have a sexual awakening because what of inappropriate kids character. show did you have a sexual awakening to? You know what I mean by that? There's always something in our childhood that we were like, <laughs> ooh. Oh, like the origin of a fetish or something? No, not fetish, but you you look back and you realize that turned me on. I was attracted to that in a more adult fashion. Definitely. In Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say Marvin the Martian. Yeah. I love that voice, and I've been trying to emulate it ever since, Ryan. Why is the girl chattering kaboom? I think I can do it. Jessica Rabbit. No, Jessica Rabbit for me, definitely, from Roger Rabbit. Mm. But yet again, that's an adult movie. Yeah. <laughs> really, isn't it? That's murder. Um, Lola. Lola oh, was so gosh. sexualized for no apparent reason. Uh, fun fact, <laughs> I hate Space Jam. I've never liked it. I just went, even as a kid, I'm like, I don't like don't this. Maybe because I don't like basketball. Cute. <laughs> I think one of my first sexual awakenings was Austin Powers 2. Um, not a kid's movie by long stretch, but Heather Graham has forever been a heartthrob for me. She's, she's hot. Mm. I don't know. If you agree with that, Michabella, you Wait, look very concerned. Austin Powers 2. The Spy Who Shagged Me. The Spy Who Shagged Me. Heather Graham's his blonde one. She's in lots ah. of things as an amazing... She's in Boogie Nights. She was in Anger Management. Oh, she was hot in <laughs> Anger Management too. Uh, but yes, that was for me. Uh, oh, wow. Some of the patterns on that snake look like a like skull. That was actually on purpose. That's the snake that Voldemort uses in uh, Harry Potter. Nagini? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, does it really upset you to know that pretty much all the animals in this movie are dead now? No. (laughs) (laughs) The dog in this movie, Genevieve, the dog in this movie, Genevieve, is clearly dead. This movie is nearly 20 years old. And the dog is not a puppy. (laughs) I, uh, I... (laughs) I said that to my girlfriend, and she's like, "Oh come on, the dog movie promised to be alive." Like this movie's twenty what years was old. That was that a dick? No, it's a finger. <laughs> yeah, it was his dick. You had to test out the guillotine <laughs> somehow. Might I add? And now as they soon as you know, because they can't me, get his dick. I want to comment on Michelle's long-term friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She had a reaction <laughs> shot just then that matched up perfectly with Mitch Bell saying, Is that a dick? <laughs> and then this reaction shot. <gasps> I want to know if that's her thought process. Was it a dick? I don't know. How was it the pushover Francis McDormand? These are things that. Oh, I'm so upset. I wish so, so much. Ryan, um, yes. jumping back to the question you gave Mitch Bella, did you have a favorite character from Me? this film? From the film? Yeah. Or the so, show. I mean, the yeah. show I like Pepito. Uh, in the film, not so much. I just don't think he's in it enough yeah. for me to go. But yet again, that's not always a justification. I've had characters that appeared in literally two seconds. Um, nice, nice shot. Um, I think it. it is her, Frances McDormand. Same here, Miss Clavel. Miss Clavel. She she plays the right amount of cartoony, stern, serious, and loving. Yeah. She's not a bitch. But she can be stern, like in this yeah, moment here. Strict. So basically a nun. 
No, nuns are bitches. Uh, I can How tell you that. How do you know this? <laughs> I'm a Catholic boy. And nuns are scary. Isn't that right, Bartek? You would say that, right? Nuns can be standoffish. There's something about... You know what? I think literally the only nun I've ever seen was one that was riding a bicycle that I saw. Ah, uh, the flying nun. Yeah. No, I literally was working the other day. I was working the other day, and this was so confusing. I'm in uh, Melbourne. Uh, where we live, and I'm in, like, uh, or, uh, you know, a suburb called Q, and I work as a crossing guard supervisor, and I'm helping this nun cross the road, and she was this elderly Asian nun. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I've ever seen an Asian nun before. And mm. then I was like, maybe I'm being silly. Maybe that's not a habit. Maybe that's, like, a head scar or some weird thing that this Asian woman was wearing. But then, like, a bunch of priests were the next people to cross. And they were like, did you see Sister Chow? And I'm like, far out. <laughs> I'm like, wee. Sister Chow. Sister Chow. Um, Bella, I imagine you were a rebellious young girl at one point. Yeah. Did you ever... St- Stand on a bridge and fall off. Nice, nice pointing, Claire. Um, <laughs> do you ever... I'm just gonna point out every time that Claire does something in this movie, in the hopes that she listens to this podcast. I hope that every time I point something out, she's listening to, to this podcast, sitting there recollecting the film and being like, "I'm glad someone noticed the effort I put in." Look, Claire's holding you know, the hat. I, I held that hat. Here's here's what they here's what they don't know about me holding the hat. That went on for a few hours. That was like an hour. That was a two-hour shoot. I had the like. That's her. <laughs> like they don't know. Claire's is like. Little do they know on this podcast that they cut at the scene in which there's a reason why I'm holding the hat. You know, I'm like, tell me more, Claire. Tell me more. <laughs> so um, she ran behind a guy. What was the most? What was one of the most rebellious things you did as a child, guys? Dude, I mean. The police aren't listening, are they? (laughs) No. I was a... I was a bit of a kleptomaniac. I could tell by looking at all the stolen things you're wearing. (laughs) This isn't even my clothes. That's why it's stolen. (laughs) So, what was the most expensive thing you stole as a child? Good Um, good hand acting, Claire. Loved it. Um, Yeah? I stole a ring (laughs) from this fairy shop. (laughs) Do you still have the ring? No. A real thief would have kept it. Man, you got to meet real fairies and you stole from them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I had it for a while, but I couldn't wear it because I thought that if I had it, someone would ask, where'd you get it? I'm like, I don't know. And then I just give myself up. So I hid it. You are a pussy. Yeah. So you hid it and forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Bartek, what about you? So I was a pretty good boy. Um, good boy Bartek. Good boy we've Bartek. already said this on the, I swear on some point in the show we've said good boy in Bartek the, on several occasions. The episode of A Winter's Tale, I specifically made that a running joke. Um, good, good boy Bartek. But for real, I was a very nice, polite boy. Um, and then grew up into a horrible I had, old man. I had this one friend, I won't say his name, but anyway, one day the teacher gave Martin Bella, yeah. a, um, 
His name. <laughs> the, the teacher gave him like this stress ball with a smiley face on it. So, oh, I have he, one of those. Yeah, he he kind of had like ADHD. Um, yeah, Mish. So like, yeah, he got to squeeze it, and then he got to like focus in class. Yeah. But there was this one class where he was like squeezing the ball and also sort of mucking around at the same time. So the teacher, I think her name was Miss Fauna. Yeah. She she had an Irish accent. Oh, you give her name out, but not his. <laughs> Priorities. Oh, she's proud. Well, this is a last name. Oh, well, there'll be no way to figure it out then. Okay, yeah, go on. So anyway, she took his stress ball and put it in, like, the teacher's desk. and was like, I'll give it to you at the end of the day or something Great like that. Great Irish accent. Um, <laughs> I love not... how, how far away it is from anything that could be identified as Irish. <laughs> I'm not too good with the UK accents. Um, <laughs> I like I like the Irish people that... By the way, we do have Irish listeners. There's the people who are not from Northern Ireland that are like, UK, fuck UK. you. Well, we so fought good. for our right not to be in the UK. Are they still in the... Have they left? What? They're not in the UK. They're not? Mm-hmm. They're I- Northern Ireland's in the UK. Yeah. Wales and Scotland are in the UK and England's in the UK. Ireland is not. The Irish hate the English so much well, I don't that know. they fought for their rights and lost Northern Ireland. To I don't England. know which Ireland she in was. the 80s. Look, okay, look. I don't know which Ireland she was from, but anyway, you get what I mean when I say UK accents, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not good with accents from that little slice of the world. Okay. Um English, okay, I'm okay. But anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, she put the stress ball in, like, the little teacher's desk and said that she'll give it back at the end of the day or something. Um, and my friend was a bit upset about that. So at the end of the class, everyone left the room, including her. I stayed back and I was like, you know, I snuck up to the desk. I just took the ball and you left. Did. I never got caught or anything, but I was like, that was me deliberately, like... Fucking with this poor guy with ADHD. Well, That's... to give back the ball. Well, you did, did you? Yeah, I did. I gave it back to him. Oh, I thought you just took it. I was like, oh, chaos. Well, I mean... This is mine now. You know that rebels (laughs) fight for a cause, Ryan. But freedom fighter. So, my most rebellious thing was I got suspended from school. uh, Primary school. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm a rebel. Uh, (laughs) I... uh, What was your cause? I got... This girl was annoying me. I was like in year three... So I was old enough to know better, but I didn't care. It was like 2002, 2003. Yeah, 9-11 just happened, so I was really upset. Yeah. No, um, I grabbed this girl who was being a real bitch to me. I still stand by that she was being a bitch. And I grabbed her by the back of her head and smashed her face into a tree. And she bled <laughs> profusely from her face. And then, and then I got suspended for two weeks. And then I came back and I had gained... The fear of my comrades. And then the girl and came I up to you. I thrived on that fear for and years. And then the girl came up to you and she like... No, she left she to go to another school. Like, thank you. Thank you. Please that incident again. That incident was the straw that broke her back and she went to the Catholic school. And, and then we went to high school Ryan together. And then became a man. And then she became a nun. And then I drank her blood and became a man, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and then we went to high school together. So it was kind of futile. She never left me in the end. She's... In my house now, underneath the floorboards. Waiting for you to smash into a tree again. Yeah, to smash. <laughs> Sounds so sexual when you said it. She just went for you to smash her into a tree again. <laughs> yes. Please smash I really wanted... Again. I really love this guy's eyes. <laughs> I love... Wait, is he from Harry Potter? No. Who does he look like? Which one? Wait, which one? Kingsley. Wait, who's Ben Kingsley? No. 
Oh, there was a character in Harry Potter named Kingsley. Oh, is he in part of the oh, magic was government? Was his name like Kingsley yeah. Shacklebot or something? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I... I there was, he was black, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, you see one black guy in a movie wearing <laughs> no, look, a fez, I've seen those and you're like, oh, "It's it's, no, no, it's no. Kingsley." In my head, I was like Kingsley. I recognize that name, and I was just trying to like associate like characteristics to him. Well, you know, I I don't want to say it may or may not be, but he was great in the film. I will say, you know, a good job, Kingsley Ben Kingsley. You really are a shapeshifter when it comes to ethnicities. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, oh, a dog. <laughs> Oh boy, they're called Genevieve, um, which is obviously the dog in the show. And I actually forgot there was a dog hey, in the show. Hey, the subtitle said he's so cute. Well, maybe they don't because they don't know it's called Genevieve yet. But she just and said now that saying, her name's Genevieve. Yeah, now she's saying this it, but now very, they're not saying he. This is very realistic, Ryan. They didn't know, and now they know. And now yeah, they well, know. you know when you see a baby that doesn't have Something any pure identifiable right. gender or an animal, you say he most likely. It's like how when we did Alexander in the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Like yeah. The 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 little brother was played by twin sisters. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly it. Another thing that um, I found funny in this film um, was, you remember when she was in the hospital? Yeah, I found it hysterical too when she was in the hospital and, and how and you thought she was gonna die. Yeah, and I was like laughing. Hold on to the fact that she got her appendix cut out because it's also gonna be important later on. Yeah. Well, anyway, the thing that I found funny was. Um, when they came to visit her and it was very brief and they left, everyone was going, bye, 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 bye. And then at the very end, one girl was like, au revoir. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. she remembered that they were in France. <laughs> well, you know that half the cast of girls are French yep. and the other half are English. Mm-hmm. That's something in this movie, Michabella. They all speak with, they mostly speak with English accents. I mean, uh, you know Claire. Yeah. Uh, she's not French. No. Are you Claire? You can tell me in person. Contact me on the show. Um, we'd love to have you on for one of your movies or a movie of your choice. Maybe you could tell us why there was no sequel to Madeline. I'd love to know. And you can tell us what rebellious thing you did in your childhood. Was it being Madeline? <laughs> 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 oh, well. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. I was in Madeline. I would actually, if I was Claire... She looks exactly the same. As does Hattie Jones. It's... Okay, Claire, you have to tell us, Okay. Is there something about this film production in which you guys got taken away, injected with certain serums, or put in like a freezer, cryogenic freezer, in which it made you guys age and only getting taller? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean by this? Like, Hattie, by what I've seen of her, looks the exact same. And, you know, Miss Chevelle just said that you look the exact same. So, like, please tell us what was happening there. Is there something that we need to know is did they, uh, did they stop you from aging? I don't know. Like... So a little reminder to the audience. We have two things now that Ryan said that we need to hold on to a, there's a little Asian girl and B the appendix thing. Yep. So keep that in mind, audience. Just don't forget. Um, fun fact. That was Kingsley from Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh. He was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah. As... He what? He was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark as... Indian Joe. Katanga or something. I imagine he was one of the guides or one of the... Oh, oh my God. How good would it be if we actually found out he was the guy from Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the be- best bit where he's like the guy with the gun? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the guy... Gets... No, no, yeah, the guy who gets shot, the guy with yeah. the swords. Yeah. How good would that be? It's not, but how good would it be? Yeah, he was Kingsley. Oh, well, you recognize one black man. You know them all, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next time, know. next time he appears that's on screen. All, that's my secret. <laughs> Mitch, the secret is, next time he appears on screen, it's a 50-50 bet whether it's him or Idris Elba. 
You're like, okay. you saw the Dark Tower just, movie it, trailer and you're I, like, hey, isn't that the guy from Madeline? Yeah, isn't that Dave isn't Chappelle? That the guy? <laughs> isn't that Dave Chappelle? <laughs> See, look, here she is again. Now, now this was a recurring thing, you know. Th- that name there is the name of Lady... Uh, Covington. Covington. And uh, I really feel like that's a beautiful little thread line throughout the movie in which you saw that lady for one scene. And it was a really great cohesive scene to make the end of the movie, spoiler alert, Michelle, of why the Lord Cuckoo Face redeems himself and gives over to their demands of having school because he genuinely loved his wife and all that stuff. I knew that was going to happen. I didn't remember the movie, but I just went, this guy's acting in a way that is nothing but grief. You know, like even when you first saw him, he's really stern. I just said to myself, no, this is a guy grieving. Like I understand. Here's something. He was, if you had to have a villain, he should have been the villain and they should have kept it for the exact same reasons. You realize (laughs) the kids don't understand. This is someone's uh, process of grief. And you've touched upon the point of why I thought that something, you know, he'd be good in the end. <laughs> the fact that this film is pointing out a villain and focusing on that at a certain point and mm. not him. Like, at the climax of the film, there's, you know, a whole vehicle chase sequence. Yeah, there's a, um, there's a, there's a motorcycle, truck, um, buggy chase. Yep, and, you know, I made the joke really early on in this episode, uh, for those of you that know the poster, that red scooter, you know, that Madeline's yeah. riding and Miss Clavel's on the back panicking. Um... <clears throat> It's a nice image, isn't it? Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, <laughs> it's not in the movie. Yeah, but by that point, simply understood. By that point, the Lord, the Lord Covington oh. side plot hasn't been resolved, and it's not being focused on there. So it's like something still has to happen with that, and like the villain gets defeated. So is, are they going to suddenly defeat that other villain guy? Yeah. It just doesn't feel that way, and it, that's not how it happens. I really like these Indian people as yeah. well. Uh, about how they were like, yeah, it's peaceful. They did like, it's peaceful. And they just start like meditating for no apparent reason. And then she's really happy to be there. <laughs> hey, that's an Indian guy. Is that the guy from uh, Big Bang Theory? I've got to look that up, Mr. Miller. No. I, I, sorry. I'm, was there any okay. Indian characters in Harry Potter? <laughs> were there any Indian characters? There in were twins. Parvati and, and Padma. Padme. Padme. Pad- Sorry, Padme, yes. Yeah, Padme from uh, <laughs> Padme. Star Wars. I really love Natalie Portman playing an Indian boy. In, in Goblet of Fire, they were... In Gobble Fire, yeah. In Goblet <laughs> of Fire, I believe the Indian Gobble. girls were Harry and Ron's dates, the ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no. no, I only remember Hermione's, who could have been Hattie Jones, by the way, uh, sexy dress. Uh, it was uh, Well, here's was the thing, Mishabella. We've had this argument on the show before. Since we all grew up with Harry Potter, we were like similar ages as the people yeah. in them. Just a bit younger, yeah. Maybe younger, maybe older. You don't know Mishabella's age. Just a bit younger. Um, you don't know Mishabella's age? Well, I mean, for you and me, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking, yeah. but I said all of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, we've had this discussion of at what point in the movies is it okay to become sexually attracted to whatever cast members, you know, whether it's Harry or Hermione. Oh, right. And yeah. I argued Goblet of Fire. Kira Knightley. <laughs> uh, because we're talking about how Kira Knightley was actually 16 years old and bend it like Beckham. But uh, she's fucking hot. And Ryan and grew like up Beckham. with it when I he was a kid. I love that movie. She's 16 in that. What? 
I I she feel bad that her. I feel bad about even now when I watch the movie I'm like mm because I grew up with it so I grew up with that feeling of mm mm yeah, with Harry that Potter was an that's an older what, girl to Ryan once yeah she's still older now but not in the film she, but it's she, like in Harry Potter what point is it okay for me to have a boner about Hermione <laughs> to be honest I don't even find her that attractive I think it's because she's like the only girl in the movie and you know what even series I had a crush on Harry but before I had a chance to like for those feelings to develop I got appendicitis <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to be taken to hospital yeah and, and you're um, like where's my heart my heart my heart and we're like get her her heart by the way painkillers don't work on Miss Bella, so don't try and give her any that's why I didn't watch the movie because I lived it Ryan I wow, look at that acting from her. Good you look at it. Look at her acting. Uh, your friend. <laughs> You're doing such an amazing job. Can we please talk about this movie? All right. Enough begging for this m- minute in time. I'll do it in my review. It will be called a plea. <laughs> and then I'll send her the audio of that plea. Are you going to do like a... Are you gonna do like a- Tyler Jewell thing for Please them. fan me big. Can we talk young Dracula too? <laughs> Why end it? It was good. Anyway, thank you for listening. I have to work now. I have much work to do. Your voice will be in the animated movie of Madeline as Sister Clavel. Because you old now, lady. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I've had a lot of laughs. I'm not joking when I say it's Claire. She was the only actress that I looked up the IMDb page for that wasn't um, Hattie Jones and Frances McDormand. Like, you know, like they're the two leads. Yeah. She was the only one of the children that I actually properly read the infos for, looked up her movies. There were, and her and Vicky, where I was like, oh, Vicky, she looks like Veruca. And that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, that's Veruca, yeah? No. All right. So, um, thanks, Claire, for the good work. Again, Madeline, great film. Really enjoying it. I like how they don't explain what the whole deal was with him and the clown until the the climax. Because at this point, it's just like, what was that scene about? It was about him saying, hey, don't molest the kids in front of me. (laughs) Do you have a fear of clowns, Miss Shabella? Um, I don't like them. Does anyone... (laughs) Other than clowns, I still. It's not. I'm like. I'm not like deathly afraid or anything. I just get. But you're not sexually aroused either. No. Like, say if you were married and your husband was like, "Hey, let's mix it up," and you're like, "Hell yeah!" and you're like, "Naughty nurse," and he's like, "No, sexy clown." I mean, a lot of people might have understandable... <laughs> he has, like, a blow-up erection. Like, that's his thing. Like, we're tired of balls. Understandable. And it and her, like, honks, like... <laughs> <laughs> Confetti shoots out. It's only white, though. <laughs> you, like, pull it, it just keeps going. <laughs> it just keeps going out. You pull like handkerchiefs, but as you pull, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's all different shades of creamy white. (laughs) (laughs) As you pull it, as you you pull the handkerchiefs, the wetter they get. (laughs) Just the best, sexy clown. Try googling that. Get some results. (laughs) He's he's got a red nose as well. And it's a nipple, though. Ah. <laughs> oh, my penis. Like, 
Pixie Cloud? No. Um, nothing but trouble. The mayor. Dan Aykroyd? Oh, you mean the judge? Yeah, uh, the judge. Uh, J.P.? Justice J. of Peace? Yeah, he was Justice of the Peace. That was what they called him, but he did have a name. He did have a name. Well, this is nothing, this is not nothing but trouble. Also, you know, like, if it was, I would say Frances McDormand would easily play Debbie Moore. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think she'd have a more practical holiday Out- outfit. Yeah, she would be in khakis. Sexy nun. <laughs> yeah. That is the thing. Yeah, sexy nuns because they're brides of Christ, and if anyone knows how to fuck, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're dressed in such a non-revealing outfit. That's why. Yeah. And then when you have sexy nuns, you're like, ooh boy. Yeah. And Catholicism has a lot of guilt, so <laughs> you add that on top of the pile of sexiness, it's even better. Has no so Bartek. This is something I wanted to ask you. You, you, you and I are both from Catholic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You more so than I. Like you went to. Did you go to a Catholic school? Yeah, uh, primary yeah, school yeah, and both a, high schools. Yeah, yeah, we've kind of established that. Um, but you got to go home at the end of the day. Is it wasn't boarding school. No, it was actually his acting career on his shoe. <laughs> on both shoes. No, he wiped it off and do the other. Well, he had to take it off with the other shoe. Yeah, which was the weirdest thing. <laughs> it was very. Um, it, was it looked very like melted chocolate because it was really sticky. Or no, like I actually thought it. I actually thought it was pudding. <laughs> it looked like pudding to Spoiler me. Spoiler alert: we're we're all wrong. <laughs> Claire, you could tell us. <laughs> I imagine you on set that day. Yeah, she was. Who was Nigel like to work eat with? Shit. What does Nigel like to work with? He sounds like he was a bit of a standoffish guy in real life, but I think oh he had a heart God. of gold, like a hooker. And then Claire would be like, I don't know, they never let me see Nigel. What but if... I did get to work on Young Dracula. Yeah, Claire, yeah. I'd love to talk about that. Maybe he was a method actor and it was really cold. And, like like so physically? Scary. Like, he would obviously, <laughs> like... He's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would, like, he would put ice packs in his shirt. To be colder? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. What did you think I meant? I thought he, he just he meant just that like that dog in the head. He was really struggling with the weather. That's not my favorite dog moment, by the way. Uh, I thought I thought, there yet. I thought you were just going with like he was struggling with the cold weather. No, no, no. He's a method actor. He wants to be cold. You know, in the movie The Thing, they filmed it like in the studio a lot of the time, oh. and uh, they lowered temperature to what it would be like in the Antarctic, so that way the actors would feel it more, and it genuinely shows in that movie. Like, it was one of those things where you say, come on, acting, but, like, directing being a bit over the top, but, like, it's one of those movies where that effort shines through, and I think this movie, that effort shines through as well. Like, I mean, look at Claire. I mean, they put no light on her just then, and I could still see her big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Claire. You know I love you. So, I mean, <laughs> really, I wrote in my notes, because I write notes for this. I kept writing, I really like this Aggie girl. I wish she was like, you know what this movie reminds me of? We did a movie called Pan Yeah. on the show, and there was a character in that called um, Nibs. Nibs, who was his best friend who got left behind. And I feel like this movie reminded me of that character, which in that commentary, I kept saying, I really would have liked to have seen that character more and more. Aggie's one of those characters. For context, in that film, first 
15 15 20 minutes is dedicated to them two is, being is together the start of that film is very much like oliver set at the orphanage and like those two are like best friends and they have a lot of chemistry together and then when Natural they all get chemistry. um taken away on the pirate ship nibs jumps off and isn't seen until the end of the film yeah it's really upsetting so here's my favorite moment watch this is claire the one involved yeah claire's involved but i don't think watch this now look at the dog while this scene happens Okay. Look at their feet and look at the dog while the scene emerges. It's nothing yet. I don't know who this woman is, but they focus on her. And look at this. <laughs> she what? stepped on the dog's tail. Oh my I didn't god. See that. She stepped on the dog's tail and the dog freaked out. Freaked out. Well, we need to go the back girl with the, the glasses f- stepped on the dog's tail and it went. If you had the side, it went. <laughs> Oh, I was focusing on their flipped legs. Out. Sorry, yeah, the dogs and the legs, it's because she steps on its tail. Oh, I need to see that later on. So she stepped on the dog's tail. That was my favourite moment in the entire movie because wow. I'm like, accidental dog stepping. Is that like in, we've already, we've talked about this film a few times already, this episode, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Classic Willies. During the first song where they're in the candy shop and the guy opens, like, the, the register. Are we talking about the Gene Wilder one? Yes. Good. Because um, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about that fucking abomination with Johnny Depp. Calm down, calm down. I saw that in the cinema. Triggered. Same. <laughs> oh, boy. I saw um, that in the cinema. I mean, the child actors were good. I thought the guy who played Charlie was great in that. But, like, John... I don't need to fucking know Willy Wonka's backstory with Christopher Lee. Who cares? Chocolates. Chocolate. <laughs> I'm Christopher Lee, no, but and in, I'm going to be exposition bot. But in that, the, but in the that Candyman. I'm can an evil song. dentist. Ah. All right, Ryan, shut up already. So in that the Candyman can song, um, <laughs> yeah. he opens up the register and like one of the girls, it like hits her right in the face and she flinches. <laughs> <laughs> like actually, we'll watch that after this. It's like in we Teen Wolf it's... when you see a guy's dick in the background during what? the basketball game. I swear we talked about this last episode. <laughs> I need to see both these videos. You need to see it's... every video the, ever. The great thing with the Willy Wonka one I just mentioned, it's like so obvious that I can't believe I missed it. So. This movie has quite a lot about the circus. The circus is this encroaching danger. And I think I really liked that about the movie. Like, you see them in the city. You see the clown early on. Good job, Claire. Look at her here. Like, this is some... I'm not being silly. I mean this genuinely. I actually noted that in my notes. This was an out-of-character moment for Claire. Like, her character. Because she ran around. She's running around screaming, doing arm gestures like this. And I just wrote out of character, but then underneath it, I actually I actually scratched out that note and wrote underneath, no, that's just a kid. Yeah. There's something about child actors in major Hollywood movies, which this is, that they kind of forget about with kids, these little moments. That's why I really liked, you know, uh, in this movie. I, I really like that they captured the elements of real-life kids it's, oh, absolutely. we watched a movie called annie the 2014 version and all the kids in that didn't feel like real kids i know it's a musical but they felt like and because they were orphans in their situation but it's a very similar situation they were foster kids right yeah soz <laughs> and uh, i feel like yeah i think oh, my favorite line what is it? They're so stupid. That's why they're idiots. Uh, and um, I got a note down here. There's a little bit here. Look at Claire. She looked like she pretended. This is something I love about you, Claire. Great acting. 
<laughs> they clearly didn't give her anything to shoot out of that gun. You could see the front of the gun, but she still, still shot aiming. it. She's no, she still aims it, pretends to shoot, gives a look of satisfaction like she got something, and puts the gun down. <laughs> look at her. She looks the exact same. It's so weird. Like, when I watch she this, I'm like, I aim. know her from something. And then I saw young Dracula, and I'm like, honestly, young Dracula came to Australia when I was older. I would say, like, in my teens. Absolutely. And I and I found out it came out in 2006 to 2004. It went from 2006 to 2014, apparently, on IMDb. 2006 is when I started my goth phase. And that would have been perfect for that phase. Yeah. And, uh, but here's the thing. It's one of these kids' shows, at least that's what it says on IMDb, uh, that I've caught in my teens, and I said to myself, I don't know if you've had this, yeah. but when you catch kids' shows, I think a lot of people our age got this with Adventure Time and the regular show, but for me, it was Young Dracula, where you said, where was this in my childhood? Like, we had great shows growing up, but there's certain kids' shows today that I have that with, where I'm like, man, I would have loved this as a kid. Or, yeah. man, this show is so good, even me as an adult enjoys it. That And Young Dracula, I'll be honest, was that show for me. Well, that we, was the first one where I, I was, was in like, my teens, glad. and I said, man, if I was eight years old, I would have been loving this show so much. Not saying I didn't love it now. I did. I really did. But I said, man, this could have been for me Ace Lightning. Ace Lightning was that show for me when I was eight years old. I said, this is the show where everything is at. And then they did the second season and they changed certain things up and I didn't like it. I loved Upchuck and that. And there was that. And I said, (laughs) Young Dracula is that show for the gener- for the years below me, and I'm so jealous of them. <laughs> like, I can't go to... And this is true. I think went to high school and was talking about it to my friends, and they were all like, you're watching a kid show about Dracula's son, or whatever. I'm like, it's good! And no one... And I swear to you, no one... Wa- if there was an unappreciated kid show, that's it. That is it. Claire, you did a bang-up job in it as a sister. <laughs> And I mean it. I actually want to watch it. Uh, goodbye, Madeline. We're going to watch our young Dracula now. <laughs> <laughs> and Hattie so Jones. Uh, Claire, why didn't you ask if Hattie Jones wanted to be in the episode? In an episode, <laughs> she could have been great as like a long lost cousin. Uh, so here's something I really loved about this, Bartek. I really <laughs> slapped her on the ass. I really want to know if this was going to be one of your favorite moments. Madeline gets captured. Take it away. She, she's about to take it away, but she, she sees this, and she turns around. And now you turn around, and the camera's there, and you see these two dwarfs are watching, and they do nothing. <laughs> they actually give so little apathy. They're like, oh, I can't even bother. Especially considering the fact that a couple of weeks ago we did the Bubble Boy. Yeah. I was really, you know, kind of let down by the fact that they didn't really do more. Yeah, we've been taught in Hollywood that circus freaks, if you will, carnies, carnies are heroes. There was that great episode of The Simpsons where the carnies took over their house. Tragic story, but relevant to the modern day issues that we live in today. There's a long set up joke in Austin Powers about carnies. Yeah. It's set up in the first film and then paid off. Well, I mean, referenced in the third one, yeah. So... Misha Ballon. Yeah. You know, with Madeline being a female-driven show, book, movie, did you really did you really relate to it growing up? No. No. I wasn't 
a white haired French girl with red hair. I was the opposite of Madeline. No, I had parents for so a start. You that. Know? It was, oh, like, you it was more so the parents. And I wasn't so stupid. I can tell you that's <laughs> accurate. Michabelle is like the smartest idiot. I didn't I have a friend. So. I didn't have friends. Didn't have friends. Come on. I didn't have a dog growing up. I only got that recently. You're a tragic I figure, know. aren't you? You know, when they're going to talk about in 100 years' time, they're going to be like, you know, there's going to be the Oedipus story. There's going to be like, you know, Death of a Salesman. And then there's going to be Michabella. Thunderpants. Thunderpants, a story about a boy who just needs to fart. And um, Michabella. There'll be the fables. <laughs> Great acting. <laughs> yeah, that's the hat. Holding the hat up that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be like, she's going to be like, you don't know. There was a bit earlier where I asked one of the girls, should, what should I do? And they're like, hold up a hat. Yeah, so, Bartek, what was... Did you already say what your favourite moment in this film was? Uh, I just said who my favourite character was. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favourite moment in this film? Because this film... I asked Bartek, what did you think of this film before we did this? And he said, it was nice. It was a really nice film. Yeah. And I think that's something this film really captures for children, is this tone of nice. It's non-threatening, but not in a milk toast kind of fashion. And it captures Madeline. Madeline is something nice. I don't remember anything about it other than certain fragments, but I remember it's nice. Oh, a bit of knee action. Mm. And uh, but uh, what was your favorite moment in this nice film? It's hard to pick one because uh, this the whole film is just so great. But I, I th- quite I quite like the bra scene. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, because the... that's your good friend Claire wearing a bra, and you're like, <laughs> oh. I love Claire and bra. I love what, what were they bras, called? Booby bags? Booby bags. Boobies, boobies, boobies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my pinpoint moment, I see every now and then for Bartek, I say, I feel like this is going to be Bartek's favourite moment, but I don't think this is one of them, but I want to bring it up yeah. before. I wanted this to be like, I hope Bartek really noticed this moment. Mm. They go to the campground. Here they are. And this guy who looks a lot like, um... What's his John name from Casablanca? <laughs> oh. Uh, Rene. No. I'm not as familiar with Casablanca as you are. Uh, Claude Rain's character. Um, oh, Pierre? No. It's something. But he looks like him. But I wanted to know if you noticed the fact that Sister... Was it Clavel? Clavel. Miss Clavel. Yeah. Miss Clavel. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> Clavel. She goes on the instinct of the dog casually looks in a direction and barks. And she's like, aha, I'll get in my car. Because you know sniffer dogs still work in cars, right? Yeah, of course. And drive, and she drives from night to day around and around the forest. I just want to notice if you notice this. Like, look at this here. She notices the dog just barking in a general direction. (laughs) And she's like, I have enough faith in God. And that's what I like. There's a moment where she has an, uh, a crossroads. She takes a breath and points up to the sky, obviously towards God, and takes the correct path. That's, yeah, well, that's a whole thing that she's been doing throughout the movie. The fact that she can suddenly sense that something is not right. right. Um, and I feel like uh, maybe the dog barking is just another form of that sense. Maybe instinct is one of the things most important it's in the life. It's faith, yeah. yeah. Like, there is a moment in the film in which Madeline has a different point of view where 
she says, you know, have faith. And Madeline's like, you just can't wish for things. I did that with my parents and it changed nothing. And, 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 you know, Miss, you know, Miss Clover, she, she, she looked at her and recognized what she said and kind of took it on board, which is kind of nice to see from a nun as well. Like the idea of a religious authority figure being told, hey, faith isn't enough. And recognizing that, because I think that's what I liked when I had my Catholic experience. I'm not practicing anymore. I wouldn't say I'm agnostic. I would say I I, I went to scripture. That was like the forced religious uh, thing that we had to do at primary school. We called it RE, religious. Yeah, education. and uh, and my uh, my Catholic teacher, she was just I can't remember her name, but she was just really hip and cool and with it. She was an old lady, but she just was really down to earth and was like, "Hey, if the kids don't get it or don't understand or don't like it." Fair enough. Mm. Well, I think with like lots of re- religious people or institutions, especially something scary like nuns. She wasn't a nun, my one. Uh, but like with nuns or, or priests or, or any religious figure, it, they are intimidating. I think that's something about nuns. They're very intimidating because they've got that mostly, most of the time, that black and white outfit mm. that covers most of their body. And they give that look like they're hovering from place to place. It's something very intimidating about a nun. I mean, it is like what? They're, they're supposed to look like brides, yeah? Because they are brides of Christ. Yes. But they're like death. I mean, even in The Sound of Music, where they were like in a positive light, they were still kind of like a bit strict. Mm. Yes, Michelle, you were grabbing your hand towards the screen like just, you loved that she sneezed. Like a skeleton wanting to pick something up, but they're not strong enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have a favourite moment, huh? Too many. Yeah, I think it would have to be something to do with Miss Clavel, though, because I really, really liked her character. The whole, especially the whole caring aspect, the motherly aspect. Um, I just feel like, and also because, just for a little context, I've lately been uh, doing some teaching placements and working with a lot of young people. Just seeing that kind of sensitivity there, that you know, kind of touched me touched him like emotionally not physically Mm. soz 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 about that so in the copy uh, because i I, guys this is a little confession i watched this movie i streamed it online um and i had to (gasps) i had to watch two separate copies because the first one i found um only an hour an hour and 13 minutes so literally you remember um how you know they were still trapped in this little van here and they were saying like i won't run away with you and then it cut to the guy in the unicycle and he trips over wait hold on a sec i love this he he does a shit job and the other guy goes you're getting better like at catching <laughs> at catching <laughs> you're getting better at catching that's like he wasn't throwing it or doing the tricks he was just catching i noted that down sorry bartek okay. you were saying so you know how the guy was on the unicycle and he trips yeah literally as soon as he hit the ground that's when it ended so I'm like, oh, that's the end of the film. Finn. This <laughs> movie dead. this movie also ends with Finn, by the way, Miss yeah. The movie comes up with Naturally. Finn. Anything French. with Claire in it is a Finn-worthy movie. And also because it's set in France, right? I know that. <laughs> but what I'm indicating... Could you not tell because of the Eiffel Tower and the baguettes? Up. Shut up. I'm trying to get friends with a celebrity because she was in Madeline and Mishabella's like the close connection. So if Mishabella links this to her... And she hears me saying, like, she's a Finn-worthy actress. That's like stroking the ego. And maybe... Oh, she's like a fish. She'll become she's my friend. And she can make... And fish. then And then when they make Madeline 2, where they're all grown up, I can play her brother. 
Claire. You're also a called. Why did you go for brother and not love interest? Because I think of Claire in this film like a sister. I, no, you see, I don't want to be her lover because I've grown up. See, that's a weird thing. She's a child actress. I've grown up with her in kid-related materials such as Young Dracula and this. And mm. no offense, Claire. There's no point in either of those materials where I'm like, yeah, I want to kiss that girl or do something like, and be a love interest. I want to be like the brother that she picks on. You know what I mean? Oh, Ryan's a little masochist. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Like in Lizzie McGuire. You know, like in Lizzie. What I'm saying, Claire, is I uh, want Ryan I want you to be Maguire. the. I love the Lizzie McGuire. Again, another show where the dad was one of the best characters. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the best characters. But in that show, her brother and her had this great rivalry relationship. I want that relationship. But you know what I mean? Like, not masochist, but like, they both rivalry, but it's kind of like the sister, the older sibling, or the sister, was always the winner in those debates more so. I like those. Do you want to have a relationship with her like the siblings in Troll 2? Defs, where she teaches some sick dance moves, and I'm like, Who's eating your little brother? Goblin spell backwards! <laughs> this is their kingdom! Oh, God? There you go. Thanks, God. I love the dog. Yeah, I love about animal actors. Is that this is so But since the animals, they don't look in directions that would be normal, so the dog is like just looking around at obviously cameras and the, the shit. The crew, yeah. Like, this isn't the shaggy dog, Ryan. <laughs> so, um, uh, Bartek, anything you want to talk about when it comes to this film? Anything you want to ask Michabella or myself? I, f- I think I'm just happy to go along with as the film goes. How is go she to- driving with a dog and not cuddling it? I suppose. <laughs> I suppose the question. <laughs> because she's allergic. She's allergic. But I, <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. What How are you sneezing? trying to even sneezing? <laughs> oh, like, I'm seriously. Eyes are not puffy. You see, when we have guests or myself that ask questions like that, there's usually a, an air of cynicism to it, like, I'm setting up a gag here. But Mishabella was so sincere in that line. <laughs> That I genuinely believe Michabella's like, I just don't understand how you can do that. Like, it's animal cruelty. I don't. I really like the fact that the idiot's helmets were perfect size for small children. My ad, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but Hattie Jones has grown up, and I've seen what she looks like now, but let's go off the kid version of her. She has a tiny head, but a big forehead. Oh, yeah. It's huge. It doesn't help that she doesn't have eyebrows, so it looks even bigger. She has eyebrows. They're just blonde. Yes. And thin. And thin. While Pepito has more eyebrows than anyone. Well, he's Spanish. But he is Spanish. I love... Wait, wait. He grabs his hat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why? To hide the Oh, look, those guys came out in the 1930s. Good for them. Get it? It's a reference to when the books, books were. But this film's set in the 50s. Is it? Yes. Wait, is it? What? Yeah. Wait, is this film really set in the 50s? I thought it was set in 1998. It had to have those, <laughs> No, 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 are you shitting me? they wore. I read in the trivia, it's like set in the 50s, isn't it? Oh, I thought this was like, the book was written in the 40s. Yeah, but they wanted to, They oh it was my. the book was set in like the 30s, but they wanted to avoid World War II references. Wait, is this set in the 50s? I 
that's just what I read. I'll At have to no ask Claire. Did this Only do I. Me as, oh, this is. You know what? It's thunderpants all over again. <laughs> but he's no. But I also here's the thing. You're dealing with. Here's the thing. You're dealing with a source material that's based in the 30s, but the looks are so iconic, you couldn't really change them into a modern setting. Like, nuns look like nuns. You yeah. know what I mean? That's not going to change. And orphans she had the gray. Like and she had the gray outfit most of the time, you know, or the simple black. But their outfits are so iconic, how can you not do them? Mm. But the rest of the characters all look like they could be now. Like, look at her. Yeah. She looks like she could be now. Oh my. Yeah, European. Cooks now. usually have, like, terrible taste in clothing, so. Wow. Far out. Oh, this is the chicken. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> wait, wait. Look at Claire in the background. She's knocking it out. Like, oh. But here we have. And I now guess, we show you the chicken. See, see, I guess with someone like him, he's a lord, and they still dress like that. Yeah. I'm not denying it, but I'm just blown away. But here's something that I read in one of the reviews. I don't know if I included it because there were only four pages of reviews, but one of them's like, yes, I know that Uzbekistan wasn't a free country when the film was made, so they wouldn't have their own ambassador. But this is kid stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, kids like, know all about ambassadors. Well, Claire knew. Claire was the one on the set that day. I know Claire fairly well now that I know Michabella. <laughs> Michabella could back me up on this. And yeah. I know Ryan. Claire said to the director who had five names, <laughs> about half as much as the amount of girls. And she said, Claire said, look, the director straight in the eye and said, yeah, I may only be, what, eight? I don't know how old. But I know that Uzbekistan is not a free country, so they would not have their own specialized ambassador. They would have someone from somewhere else. And the director looked clear in the eye and said, you're a star and you're going to go places with that kind of mind. (laughs) Ryan, are we bracing ourselves for the final plot twist? She doesn't know Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Not of the film. I would be fucking annoyed if Michabella was like, I actually researched the film to pick one specific character to say I knew them because you would not deny that. And I would be like, you got me, hook, line, and sinker. But she knew a lot about young Dracula. So that's, uh, Michabella's a shape I'm really good at research. What's the twist? The twist is that that man's not the ambassador. It's the what? woman. In the 50s? See, this is where you really confuse me. In the 50s, yeah, Uzbekistan Bojack. has a female ambassador. Uzbekistan. Your, Uzbekistan in 1950s was Woman. the most progressive country in the world, I guess. Yeah. You know Uzbekistan? Known for progression. Fuck it, I'm, I'm not the one that said <laughs> it was in the, I mean... That's just what I read. It's set in the 50s, apparently. Far out! 59, I think. 59 is when my dad was born. I'll ask him. <laughs> hey, Dad! Yeah? When you was Madeline the film a... based in this year? Well, of Dad, course, that's when Castro got in power. That was the year I was pushed out of a vagina. You don't remember everything. You don't know. He, he could have been everything. cut out. That's a fair point. My brother was cut out. As you should be of the show. We'll just cut out all of you. What? We just cut you out of the show. Wait, she's with the hammer and sickle. Yeah, maybe this is 1950s because by then the Soviet Union was already collapsed I, in I 1998. Didn't, I didn't notice that. Shit. Bartek has blown the lid on this conspiracy. Where was Claire to uncover this mystery for us on the show? Slowpoke Claire, I call her. <laughs> so does this mean that this is going to now be a communist boarding school? 
I actually said to my well, girlfriend no, Rachel, said I said, you can keep the school, but only if you teach Uzbekistani <laughs> traditions. <laughs> and I'm saying that, that yes, she would um, then enforce um, that kind of Soviet ideals. I'm I'm so Dog! so and this and this is no shit. I actually wrote this. This happens where they say you can keep the school, and then what song plays? I see you <laughs> And then I said, "Wait, is this the end of the movie?" And then look, Claire says, "Yes, it is." <laughs> look at Claire. Look at her go. Like she's love. Um, Hattie is really excited, but Claire, like, look at her. She's more excited than this. Sh- look at her. She's, yeah. They all lose out because Miss Claire. Look at her. She picks them all up like a pro. <laughs> but like, um, you know, for some reason the movie just ends, and I'm like, whoa, okay, it ended. Like, I didn't. Know, I didn't know that there was gonna. I didn't think there was gonna be more, but I didn't think there was gonna be yeah, gonna nothing. Say, and then it transitions into. Dying. And then it has a pop song version about the movie that you just watched. You know that, right? You listened to it. A part Finn. of it, yeah. I listened to the, it. Went through the whole credits. So, um, <clears throat> instead of reading a review, I'm just gonna read Claire. She's 28 years old. <laughs> Good job, Claire. And um, she, you're an actress and a talent agent. Good stuff, Claire. Very Claire proud Thomas. of you. Uh, yes, Claire Thomas. Um, you know, was born. That's good. Yeah. She was. Bo- that's a start. Solid um, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an actress <laughs> and a talent agent. Oh, obviously, you never know, Dracula, young Dracula. Yeah, Madeline, of course, and and Fungus, the Boogeyman. <laughs> now, you know, Claire, I'm very proud of your work. You know, this is this is something, you know, you're known for fungus also. That looks like an animated movie. It looks like a ripoff of Shrek. I really want to talk to you <laughs> about that film, by the way, Claire. And you're also in a Kiefer... No, Michael Keaton? Michael Caine movie? Why didn't you change your name to Michael? That's the question I'm going to ask you. You're only five foot three, Claire? Come on, you look so tall in this movie. I could have sworn <laughs> that you at least. Person, costume supervisor, Germanal. Hey, I've got a question, too. Claire. Uh, like I'm saying, like she's gonna answer back. Were you in fact <laughs> shorter than Hattie Jones? No. Or was Hattie Jones really, really short? Like, cause you're five foot three now, according to your IMDb. Maybe that's a lie. Maybe they're misrepresenting you. But. If you're five foot three, how tall were you then? Like, were you at least four foot eleven? I don't know. What? What? Dude, don't look at me. I know nothing about children. <laughs> you were one once. <laughs> so? Did you know? You don't know how old she is, Ryan. Did you know that she, Claire, she's apparently studying at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City, graduating in April 2011. Mm-hmm. Did you graduate, Claire? I'm so happy if you did. You know, she um... Did. She did. Yeah, right? Could I? Could Were I, you there? Could I suggest what she might say when she meets you? I think she'll say thanks for reading all my personal information. <laughs> and then, no, no, this is public information. Um, <laughs> she attended Jackie Palmer Stage School and is part of the agency. Great! Can you sign us up? I would really like to be full time working with the girl who played my, possibly one of my favorite characters in Madeline. Ah oh, man, all of her information is she attended a school. Like, and then she attended an old girls' school. And then she has a younger sister named Sally. Oh, awesome. I love born in 1990. Is Sally an actress too? Please tell me. Uh, 
and that's my review. I give this a rating out of... I give this a clear out of Thomas. <laughs> Please come on the show. No, 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 no. I'll be Please. honest. I said I was going to do a plea here. Claire, you're important to us. Michabella knows you, apparently. Have you physically met? Yeah. In New York. In New York? New York! You know Michabella. And we know Michabella. And we strive to talk about these types of movies. I would really like to hear your experience about working on a movie like this, what it has done for you afterwards. Has it rippled effect in your life? Has people Have people noticed you from Madeline? Do you like the film? Do you hate it? Do you keep in touch with any of the people? Did you make lifelong friends or enemies? What was it like? I would really like to <laughs> hear the experiences. We like to joke around, and I've made a lot of jokes throughout this episode about you and not in any negative sense of course if you're hearing this plea out of context I I think you were genuinely good in this movie you and Hattie were and all of the girls I think were really standout performances you captured something that certain child actors don't capture in mainstream movies or aren't allowed to capture I don't know what the process behind this was, whether the director or the writing really helped or else, or you just really are in tune with how it was at the time to capture realism for child, like being a child in a film. I know you were a child at the time, but you know what I'm, you know, it's one of those things where certain act, child actors just feel really artificial. I liked this movie. I liked your performance, and I would like to actually hear from from you. We strive to talk about movies that are unappreciated. I'd like to know if you think this is an unappreciated movie, or if this is uh, a grade, or if this is trash. I'd just like to hear your point of view. Um, that's my plea to you, Claire. Yep. You don't have to answer. We're not forcing you to. But yet again, Michelle will give you a disappointed look. Very. I. It's very. You know, I mean, being on, the, being on the receiving end of a disappointing look for me is like, you know, no way. <laughs> you don't need it. But I was that kid at school that recommended Young Dracula to everyone. Oh yeah, me too. That right. You didn't just... need that because it was an A grade show and you were A grade in it. But yeah, you know, I think I've paid my dues for you. Uh, you have to pay them back. All right, but right. You just, owe me. Just you owe are... me. You owe Bartek. You owe the. You owe the whole world. I think. Uh, your views and uh, your voice about your career, Ryan, especially uh, in regards to Madeline. There's some other Thank people you. you need to talk to as well. Yeah, we, I, uh, we call them the listening people. Listening people, you need to get on to Claire Thomas and tell her we need to hear what you have to say, Claire. Claire, this is the final thing I have to say in this plea. Claire Thomas. You are a pro at what you do. And I mean this sincerely. You know, I've only seen two of your major works. And, you know, watching the one where you were a young child, I could tell from there you you could go on to do more. And you have. And that's what I like about you. You are a go-getter. You're a star. Come on the show and tell us what it's like to be a star. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Now review the movie. Yeah. My review is she's great. Five she's out of five. Great. Miss Bell. 
I mean it. That's my review. Right, sure. I actually think my favourite character's her now. Um, Mish Bella, what about you? Really? You just watched the movie for the first time. We talked over it. Yeah. What did you think? Honestly, I liked it. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. I wasn't repulsed by it. I think a lot of, like, if you're taking something so... I don't know. Like, it, it was such a simple show. Such a simple book series. Mm. You know, like, it's not something you're like, oh, this definitely needs to be in a live-action version. But then I think the reason why I didn't feel compelled to watch it, knowing that it was out, and I think it was on TV once, and I, yeah. I never actually watched it. Apparently in Canada, it's very popular. Very it plays a lot. Hear that, Claire? You're popular in Canada. So. <laughs> Canada loves you. But I just, I felt because, one, I didn't think it was necessary, but two, that I was afraid that something so simple and nice would be just like, I don't know, stripped of all of its niceness and sim- mm. like simplicity by being converted into... Dragon uh, Ball Evolution. Yeah, basically. I was afraid. It's it. I was scared. I was scared, guys. But okay. then you found out your friend Claire was in it. Yeah. And did that change and that everything? That was like the first. Show. Like, is that Claire? Yeah. That changed everything. <laughs> that changed the whole experience. Hear that, Claire? You're a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I really I liked it. It wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't. I don't know. What would you call it? Like, it's not. Unappreciated masterpiece. That's what I call it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's literally that's, the title. We of the should show. call that. We should call the show that. What? Unappreciated uh, masterpiece. Because currently the show is called Sucking Up to Claire, so we yeah. should change it to. No, it. it's not called Sucking Up to Claire. It's called Telling the Truth About Claire. <laughs> Claire exposed. <laughs> Claire. Claire Thomas uncovered. What if this is like secretly the first episode where we finally decide what the show is called? <laughs> the Claire Files. Do, 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 in which three remember, brave people remember, talk about Claire. Do you remember the Zach Files? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we do the Claire Files in which three people, only one of which knows her personally and maybe not even that well. We no. don't know the validity of this. <laughs> Talk about Claire Thomas for it's an hour every episode. Ago, we'll do 100 episodes How of talking about Claire days? Thomas. It's been about 10 years. Yeah, well, we're looking at 10 years. <laughs> Come on, you can just hit her up on MySpace. <laughs> I forgot my password. <laughs> you fuck. You should remember that your password is Claire Thomas 101. <laughs> if you had to give this a and rating. Then, and then the security question, like, what's the name? your bestie Claire, Claire Thomas, Thomas. <laughs> if you had to give this movie a, a rating you don't have to give it a Claire Thomas out of Claire Thomas but what would your rating be for a film like this um I would definitely rate it maybe five out of five vigots <laughs> <laughs> okay but not to be confused with baguettes is the it, gifts are different. Yeah, it sounds a lot more homophobic just, for some reason. Is it just the number five out of five baguettes? Or is I it am five number five. Out of five yeah. baguettes? It's the number five. Okay, so there's like a bit of conversion baguettes, going on there. Yeah. Okay. It's an intellectual answer. Mm. But uh, you're an intellectual person, so I imagine you give an intellectual review. Like, uh, but, like we did just now. Yeah. I am very smart. I have my dad's tractor. We go buy apples. 
That's very offensive, Bartek. Was that your Irish Irish accent? (laughs) (laughs) You know the Irish. They're part of the UK. (laughs) Whether they want to be or not. All of it. So Bartek's a bit slow on the upkeep. We're making fun of your Irish accent from earlier on and saying that was your Irish accent. Yeah, I'm just still confused about the whole there is an island in the UK, but you're... Like You're talking about Northern Ireland, right? Yeah. Okay, here's here's a major thing that you can pick <laughs> up on. Northern Ireland is where the Protestants, uh, Irish, mainly live, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's Ireland, as in Ireland. The one that is like Ireland. Mm-hmm. With the, the government, with its own government Ireland. and system, and that's the Catholic one with all the history and all this kind of stuff, and... Uh, I'm not saying there's a major difference. I'm not saying that when you walk over the line, you're going to be like, one place is green and the other's brown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm saying, like, if you walked up to an Irishman, a normal Irishman, and said, you're a part of the UK, they would punch you. Right. <laughs> Did you know the Irish during World War II did not take part except for allowing Nazi spies to use Ireland as a way to get to England quicker? Because they hated the English that much. That much. So they hated the English. I guess one major question I would have is, are their accents much different? Yes. Yeah, they're different. They are? They are. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, I think... I don't want to get this wrong, but I think Liam Neeson is Northern Irish. And I think, like, Colin Farrell is Irish. Like, And they have a different drawl. Like... Yeah, they're different. It is different. It is different. It's like how, you know how different it is in Australia when you go from Western Australia to the Eastern Australia? Oh, no. No, there's no difference. What is it with Australia? Okay, Michelle, you have an accent that indicates that you're not from Australia necessarily. I'm Australian. I know. I know. Does it bother (laughs) you? Like, even in America, Lon, every place... You throw a stone, or I'm sorry to interrupt your review, but I haven't started it yet. But so you okay. you throw a stone, and there's a different accent each state, each district. Well, yeah, I mean that's the same, if not more concentrated in the UK. But in Australia, there is no difference. I feel I live I here, and I don't hear no a difference between a Queenslander and a Victorian. I wouldn't go like in America. You could be like, yeah, that's a Texan, or or, or yeah, that's a guy from Boston. But in Australia, I can't go like, oh, Bartek, that's that's a guy from Victoria. <laughs> Definitely. Like, that's oh a Melbourne. God, he's from that's New a South Melbourne Wales. boy. He's like, from the ACT. Here's, here's the only difference I could tell. You can go, he's a bogan. Yeah. And he's not a bogan. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Like, you have this voice, and then you have, oh, crikey, oh, And then you have someone who can nah. have either voice, but they're nah, holding a pickaxe. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, fucking nah, bruh. <laughs> Fuck you, bruh. Uh, so, Bartek, start your magnificent review that's not based on Australian accents and how there's no differentiation <laughs> between locations for them. It's not like I'm going to rock up to Wagga Wagga and be like, typical Wagga Wagga accent. You don't get this in Port Harbour. I mean... Look, in conclusion to the whole Ireland thing, I think you just read a lot into what I said. Oh, no, I just made one statement and you were like... And then both Mitchell and I were like... You don't get this? And you're like, I don't. And then we have to explain it to you. Yeah. And then you made me feel bad. You made fun of me. We have Irish fun. listeners, and they're not up for this shit. Irish listeners. I'm pretty sure they would be so grateful that we went into it and we fleshed this out. Yeah, they would be very grateful that, but they wouldn't be grateful if we didn't. Like, if Bartik was like, yeah, they're by the UK. They'd be like... They'd be seething. Ah! I named it to the UK area. Okay. So is, okay. All right. Well. So the I- Irish <laughs> accents in both those places that have Ireland and name are different, though. Somewhat, yeah. 
Okay, somewhat. I was just generalizing, and I apologize for that. Yeah, you're fucking racist. Um, <laughs> and if that's not Frick. good enough, <laughs> it is. If good that's enough not good enough, then hey, I'm Polish. Fuck everyone from that area for not helping us in World War Two. Yeah, but the Polish people have got their revenge on the UK by stealing all their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're very upset about that, weren't they? Last year when Brexit happened. Oh <laughs> damn you, Polish people! <laughs> we're gonna make we're gonna make Britain great again. So you know, Winston Churchill gave the two fingers, put him up his ass. Uh, I thought you were just gonna be like, flip him. <laughs> put down the index and keep the middle one up, and nah. make sure you aim it at him because that's keeping in the UK. Going. They don't do the middle finger as solidly as they do the two fingers. Yeah. But shog on, victory. Shog on. My favorite moment. One of my sorry, about it. One of my favorite moments. Of Hot fuzz. Yeah. Is is when they recount a story when um, Nick Frost recounts that they can't accept gifts and whatever, and all that, and he's just like, shog on. <laughs> the outtakes to that one scene alone is almost as good as in the episode of Seinfeld where you get the outtakes for Jerry Stiller talking to Elaine, and he's oh, like, "You want to have a go at me?" Yeah, <laughs> like I keep breaking. That. Uh, Bartek, what is your She's review? A giggly Gillian. Cra- the guy who played Kramer hates her for <laughs> laughing. Like, he, like he's he very... too much. No, like, at all. Like, he's a very serious actor, yeah. like, for comedy. Michael. Like, if you ever see him behind the scenes, he's intimidating as fuck. He'll be like, come on, well, we've got crazy. work to do. Like, really serious. Well. For somebody who plays Kramer, the most yeah. relaxed. Oh, do you know what, though? That kind of makes sense. Because he is a supreme racist, so... It all adds up. Bartek. <laughs> all right. Putting the, foot, putting the foot down. This is my review. Please don't interrupt. Let's just get it out of the way. Um, okay. I am going with the whole unappreciated masterpiece thing. I like that name. I'm going to go with that for angle for my review. Um, this film, I didn't know it existed. I was vaguely aware of the property that it is an adaptation of. Um, and much like a lot of things we've done on this show where my first inkling into them pardon me, was the film, Thunderbirds. Um, there was another one. Uh, not Bewitched, because I'd seen a few episodes. Um, I'll come back to it later. Um, this, I was very... Ve- oh, Starsky and Hutch. I was Classic. very happy to see a... I was going to say modern, but an interpretation of the work from an era in which I was breathing, eating, and sucking the air out of the air... Um, while this, while the films were being made, I think this was the same time the Avengers came out as well. Yeah, very similar to Revolver and Bowler Hat. Um, I amend my previous statement to be sucking the oxygen out of the air. Um, that's why it was a bit awkward. I'm very sorry. Scientists are now also upset with me, just like the Irish, especially I- Northern Irish scientists. <laughs> Northern scientists. <laughs> All the scientists from the north are very upset. <laughs> well, no, it, the not Northern ones would be upset, right? No, the northern ones are upset. But the northern Irish ones are part of the UK, so that's like the... Yeah, but they're not happy that you confuse them either. Okay. What did they say about interrupting me, Ryan? This film (laughs) is brilliant. It's a... I think we could label it as a comedy because there are funny moments, but also family is definitely a strong uh, label we would put onto this because it is a very, as we said, charming, wholesome film that... It did fall into that trap of creating a villainous antagonist and, you know, those sometimes work, sometimes don't. I would say that this one didn't really detract from the experience too much. We still 
got the opportunity to see a great character like Miss Clavel or Clave or whatever you called her, Ryan. <laughs> Miss Cleaver. Cleaver. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to see a motherly character who also touched upon this kind of character archetype of a nun, which is Ryan's. Ryan has a lot more experiences with nuns, clearly, because he talks about them a lot. Yeah, I have none of it. <laughs> Get out. That was a good one. <laughs> Just make the black out of joke and we'll be done. Um, oh, you're actually leaving. See you, Ryan. Um... <laughs> He is. <laughs> uh, maybe he's just peeping. Maybe he's kissing his girlfriend. Maybe he's looking for Claire. Um, he's taking a shit. Who knows? Ooh, poopy. Um, oh, I can sit in front of the microphone now. Now you can all hear me better. All right. Oh, shit, he's back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, I have some fantastic news. Yes? I'm interrupting Biotech's review for fun. Yeah. It's fantastic news. I need to hear Okay, it. guys. I went outside and I saw Claire Thomas. Oh, sorry. And right. she said to me, Ryan, the trick to this... <laughs> The trick to this movie was I became a nun. You should become one too. So when I went outside just then, Claire told me that, and guys, I'm a nun now. So I'm allowed to make that none of I'm not having I'm none of this kind of joke, okay, Mishabella? So you're making rude statements to one of the servants of Christ, a bride of. And as a real nun well, would do... we making, we made, but now... But back no, then no, as a real nun would do, I punish you physically. There you go. Butter. Thanks for not hitting me. Um... <laughs> well, you didn't make fun oh, of me he... as much, okay? <laughs> okay. You didn't tell me to get out. You out. said it was a good one. <laughs> I moved my head towards a bit of <laughs> And that's already proving that I, Sister Ryan... I'm a nun because even my physical movements make lie. others feel. Truly, Sister Ryan sounds good. Mm. Sister Ryan, please. Ryan. So, <laughs> truly, I see Jesus in you. For when he hit people, they also behaved. Yeah. Um, this film, without even necessarily mentioning him or having any sort of symbology outside of maybe a cross, really does bring in the message of Jesus. And I think that, regardless of you know, where you come from, regardless of what you think of nuns, regardless of what you think of uh, churches or religions or anything like that, you've all experienced being children. You've all surely seen children in your day-to-day lives. It's just a very real film that didn't need anything super flashy, but it also did have unrealistic things like the whole instinct thing like something is not right it's left mm. um i just think that this this is a hard film to talk about i think we've done a good job we kind of like you know danced around by being like let's talk about claire instead she is um, the film <laughs> but i do think that you know regardless of what you think of anything watch this film you will walk out of it feeling better about yourself. You will walk out of it wishing to see the actors in more things. Because, to be honest, there are a lot of names in this film that I didn't recognise. Even the big Oscar winners, only when I looked up. I'm like, oh, these like people. Like Claire. Um, and if I had to give this ra- uh, this rating a film... If I had to give this <laughs> film a rating... If I had to give this rating a film, it would be Madeline. <laughs> I would give it as wholesome a rating as this following image is violent. You've got the dog Genevieve. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah. Um, Shipping, shipping, clear. The dog stands up on its two feet. Woo, look at me, I'm standing. 
and then shall we get to vagina? And tentacles? you see it's you see it's tummy. <laughs> yeah. You see it's tummy. Grotesque All of a flame. sudden, a baguette comes out of its stomach, like cuts down. Very phallic. And you know, and there's another baguette also. Very hands phallic. are like pulling Baguettes. apart the skin. Claire Thomas comes out wielding these two magnificent <laughs> bloody baguettes. As violent as images that is. I give it as wholesome a rating as that violence. Thanks, Claire, for really... Ins- See, Claire, you've inspired us. <laughs> Just by your body of work, thanks. So, people, Claire, uh, were also inspired to say their own thoughts on the film. Whether they mention you specifically, well, you have to listen up, Claire. This is a... Bartek has comments from YouTube, because you know YouTube. It's a lovely place. And I have come reviews from IMDb, because you know IMDb. It's a polite place. I'm going to read an IMDb review with nine-star rating from 1999, and it is great. And is this going to relate to the two things you wanted us to keep in mind? The reviews will. I'm not sure this one in particular, but we will. You'll know what they were. Barty, you want to remind them what they were? So we had an Asian girl that you wanted us to remember, and the other... Appendix. 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 Okay, so this is lively, (laughs) endearing, and sweet. What a children's film should be! <clears throat> Whether or not this film was critically acclaimed by the so-called experts or not is irrelevant. The real experts are the children who watch, are captivated and endeared by Madeline's well-cast characters. Every child I know, including my own, that has seen the, this film, loved it and has begged for it on video. Parents may not see this as daring frolicking action adventure but rather as a sweet and funny children's film which is after all what it was designed to be there are so few films that really meet a parent's expectations for what they want their children to see and can trust to not be profane Many children's films that were G-rated are being remade now as PG under the guises that parents will want to watch them too. But do the kids really need the addition of bad language and sexual innuendo? Madeline the movie is true to the author's original storyline and keeps its poetical, lyrical style and flavour. The children and adults in the cast are true to what the author's characterizations were intended to be, rather than so-called modern version of it. It is childhood at its best and its worst, with realistic villains instead of the monstrous far-fetched, and the more and more of the genuine fun and whimsy that childhood is supposed to possess. Children everywhere adore this film. As an, as an adult, I appreciate it and applaud it. I wish filmmakers would take notes and produce more films like this. <laughs> Truly for children and solidly G-rated. After all, children are the best experts on what they like and they love this. So do I. I don't think it's G-rated because they specifically say damn a few times. Uh, they... Hold on to that too, I think. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember if that's included. I'm going to read one more. Who said kids don't recognize good movies? And this is a nine-star review from the Dominican Republic. Hey. I saw it when I was eight or so. 
more than once, I believe, since I remember it perfectly, around 10 years ago. And I can say that this was a great movie with a great message. Movies like that are missing these days. Sometimes I'm just sorry for films supposedly for children, but with plots or storyline that I think are an insult to their intelligence. Madeline was an innocent, simple, and funny movie that I really enjoyed and highly recommend to families. It reminded me of Matilda. I can't wait to see it again when I have kids. I didn't think that the little girl, Hattie Jones, in any other... I didn't see that little girl, Hattie Jones, in any other movie, which I think is very sad for child actors, but Frances McDormand is very funny. This one's got a sweet one there. Bartek, was YouTube as sweet and pleasant as IMDb? They're very... Ple- yeah, they're actually very pleasant in this really? common string. Yeah. No. I hope so. Did you find these on the trailer? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I mean, this is... A lot of the uh, vibes that I got out of the comment section for this trailer was basically nostalgia and happiness. Um, nice. Literally, the first comment is... I still have my VHS tape of this less than three heart symbol. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Was that supposed to be Broken Heart? No, less than three is you know like the heart. Oh yeah, just normal heart. Chicken. Yeah. Chicken. You don't have what? We're not up to the chicken line yet. Okay. <clears throat> Initial comment: Why are they British? First response. <laughs> First response, a lot of French characters have British accents for some reason. I think it's because the producers think that the American audience is so stupid that they won't know the difference because both are European countries. Next response, gross. Next response, I'm American, even I know that's bull. Just bull. And the last response that I will read, I am also American and I am not stupid. Mishmella, <laughs> <laughs> with a girl with an American accent, do you feel stupid? <laughs> uh, read us one more. <clears throat> oh my god. That is beautiful. Initial comment They're French with English accents. What is this, Les Miserables? Response No, it's no. called Madeline. <laughs> 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 no shit, Sherlock. I think that was the next response, but I didn't include that one. Irresistible and charming. And a definite must for young children is the title of this next review. And it is a seven-star review from the mighty year of 2010. Do you remember 2010, guys? What a time to be alive. Yay! <clears throat> I turned 17. I hated to give, I hated to give this likeable little movie only a seven. It's really very good, only I didn't think it was about much except to be nice. The Madeline books themselves, though, lovely children's classics, are not really about much. They're not supposed to be. They are simple and nice, and don't burden the child reader with too much message. That's good, since not every message suits every person. I remember reading the Madeline books as a small child in second grade, I haven't picked up a Madeline book since then, but I seem to vividly remember them for some strange reason because they really are simple stories. But I remember all the characters and they are all here. Pepito, Genevieve, the dog, the circus performance. I I remember them all very fondly. It was a very 
cute little movie. But as an adult, the selling point for me was incredible Frances McDormand. She is such a great actress who never gives a bad performance. Even when I think the movie is bad, she is always really good. This night might not be one of her more demanding roles, but the performance is strong, smart, and sure. Playing a nun is a fairly complicated thing to do, and she brings it off like a real regular Debbie Reynolds. Her performance is respectful, restraint, and never crass. I mean, come on, folks. Religious denominations are a touchy subject, but not here in this film. This film is perfect for all children and contains nothing offensive except for the word damn. And if you can't handle that, get the heck out of the kitchen, dopey. <laughs> the main Ouch. thing that should the be cautioned. The ma- yeah, the main thing that should be cautioned is the irresponsible use of firecrackers. <laughs> sure, I thought the scene was hilarious, but throwing firecrackers under a person's feet can be do serious harm, and parents should definitely talk to their kids about that one. All in all, this was not a great film or a deep one, but it was awfully sweet and cute. And I'll read one more, because then I only have one after that. Okay. I bet the firecracker is the oh. one that brought it to a PG rating Yeah, that's, that's it. That, that and um, Pepito. He was just too sexual. Uh, no, but I'll like, oh, hold off. Give us some more YouTube. YouTube, you know, what I like about YouTube is people respond and give feedback and be mean or nice. And IMDb is just, there it is. And you can see how many people found it helpful. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for saying that when I have no more comments that have responses. Don't worry, I'll respond to them. Okay. Well, I don't... It might be an interesting one, Ryan, because I think you wrote this one. Because it describes you. Just got this awesome feel-good movie today. And yes, I am a guy. And yes, I'm straight. (laughs) (laughs) Your response, Ryan? Is it you? I am in straight. I'm straight? Yep. Im? Oh, they yeah, didn't. I'm I... without the apostrophe. Oh, no, you said in straight. No, I'm im. in straight. I'm also im straight, but I'm in straight as well. Yeah. The comment said, uh, <laughs> I am as one word. I am a guy, and yes, im straight. <laughs> so you can't. You my, response, my response is, I am im straight. <laughs> this next one starts with a quote. Oh, <clears throat> is it one of Claire's? Oh, no, you kill Fred. That part cracks me up. LOL. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> I imagine she wrote that. Man. And this next comment. Holy shit, 1998. This movie is way older than I thought it was. God, I feel old. Haha. <laughs> I didn't realise I was like seven years old when this movie came out. How first you, came out. How do you think Claire feels? She was in the movie. <laughs> I remember watching There's this shit in the theatres. I'm one of those people who can't remember majority of their life especially in those young child years. Like, I can remember some events, but I would never be able to match it to the exact age. It's crazy to look back on all the times that have been forgotten. Such a trip. (laughs) All because of the trailer. Well, I'm going to read you this one here. This is called... This is 10 Star from 2000 called This Was Superb! 10 Stars. This film was very heart-touching. Hattie Jones and Claire Thomas were superb in this film. Hear that, Claire? (laughs) Um, Bianca Stromman was an A okay but too scurvy anyway this film was awesome (laughs) but the thing is uh, Christian D. La Osa did a good performance as Pepito the bad hat 
and especially Hattie, and him were not as superb as the other actress, Thomas. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, Claire Thomas, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyhow, Frances McDormand, Mississippi Burning, and Fargo did a wonderful performance as Miss Clavelle. All I have to say, all I have to say that this is, this film is adorable. It's adorable. PG, uh, rated PG for moderate language and mild adult content, Barthek. And I've got one last review here. And does that one touch upon the things we have to keep in mind? Maybe. Okay. This is a seven star review. Oh, you're reading it. I'm reading it. Oh, when you said my name, I thought you wanted me to read it. No, no, but like, calm down. <laughs> okay. This is a formulaic, but still entertaining enough to write it off. Seven stars. That's the title. From this year, 2017. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Madeline is a clever movie about a brave, smart little girl and how she stands up to, to Pepito and Lord Covington. It can be syrupy and corny sometimes, but it's got some entertaining moments too. Hattie Jones is a pretty decent actor for her first role. She may not have had the acting chops to play Madeline. Um, yeah, she No, she may not have had the acting chops to play Madeline, but she still did a pretty good for her age. Her anger, her fearlessness, her mischief, her sadness, her, precro- her precociousness was enjoyable to watch, and this was my movie as a kid. Most of the other actors also did well for their roles and personalities, but I didn't like Vicky. It's too bad I couldn't get to see... Her, see more of Hattie. Some people may have problems with her having a British accent instead of a French one, though. Madeline doesn't act much like a kid because of her acting too mature for her age, but she's a unique character, and her bravery, friendliness, and fierce personality are good qualities in a little girl. Pepito is a good character because he changes from a troublesome little boy to a friendly and helpful boy. Lord Covington is a sympathetic and relatable antagonist because he wants to close down the school because of his sadness for the death of his wife. Now, my real problems are here. Ooh! They picked a little Asian girl to be one of the girls. I don't think this was in the book. I haven't read much of it, though. These are the real problems? The Hold real on. problems! Hold on, I just like to say, when I wow. said that, Michabella's mouth was open agape. Just like, <laughs> shocked. Uh, yeah, they picked a little Asian girl. That's number one. I never liked the trouble Madeline and the go- girls cause. Yes, I know they're children, but they shouldn't be influencing girls to act like them. And also, yes, it's a movie, but I never liked seeing kids misbehaving a lot. And the kids cry over an appendix? While it's faithful to the book, I think that them crying over something like getting their appendix out is weird. Excuse whoever wrote that. Uh, it feels like you're being ripped This is wrote by Pinkeray. <laughs> Um, I still remember fondly watching this movie as a kid and over the summer and fall in 2015. It's not one of the best movies to watch, in fact. It might be forgettable because of its formulaic writing, storytelling, characters and directing, but this mostly lies in the writing and directing. Though it's certainly better than the Madeline cartoons that were out of well, out in the 80s and 90s and always had been to me. Being 11 years old and watching the movie, I was too old for the cartoons. I didn't care much for them. And that's the end of the review. (laughs) Problem number one with that review. Racism. Yeah. Problem number two. 
racism. Um, you know, like, I think that was a big one. But that's why you have to hear people out. Maybe that's something they genuinely believed. Maybe they wanted to ask a question like the next so comment. So I imagine the next comment is, yeah, is going to be asking important questions. Yes. YouTube asks the big questions. Like Claire Thomas, will you be on the show? <laughs> and like... <clears throat> who is the cast of live action? Tell me. Well, Claire Thomas, Claire Thomas, Claire Thomas, Claire I Thomas. I would hate it. I'd love it if Claire she Thomas... Doesn't, she just wants to, like, forget this. She's repressed Please, it. Please, Claire, nothing to do could you do this. a one-woman show version of this entire movie <laughs> and you reprise yourself? Wow. I like the movie, but the other girls had their times wasted because they had nothing to say except from chickens don't have names and the other girls had no credit, fame, or anything from the movie. Overall, I like the movie. Eight out of ten. <laughs> Okay, Claire, I could tell you wrote that one. You you felt like you needed more of a role in it. I feel you. I feel you. I love the girl. I often visit her. I What? What? So even I'm like, what? <laughs> <coughs> I love the girl. I often visit her. I think now she become beautiful woman. Okay, what, Claire. Bushes? <laughs> okay, Claire. Did you say bushes? Yeah. yeah. This next comment... <clears throat> I don't know who wrote this or what they thought they were I watching. Think it was Mishabella. The yeah. comment is I would follow Bush all the way to the fire squad in his honor. <laughs> this was I remember this comment was written after his presidency, so Yeah, everything on YouTube's written after his presidency, basically. YouTube started in 2005. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. No. 5 or 6. That was 7. I thought this was no. 10 year anniversary. No, it was either 2005 or 2006. Fuck a duck. Bush made it happen. 9-11 was an inside job. The third Claire Thomas knows. The third last <laughs> comment is... Hello, Lord Cuck-O-Face. Smiley <laughs> face. Cuck-O-Face. Cuck-O-Face. Not cuckoo-face? Well, they spelt it like cuck-O-Face. <laughs> because he's such a cuck. <laughs> that, that one was cuck kind face. of awkward to say because it's cuck-O-Face. And then there's a smiley face. So Hit I us with your final load <laughs> right on our face, Spartak. Mishabelle and I lined up for, for the second last comment. Tekken 3. One of, one of my top seven favourite films. Hear that, Claire? You're in someone's top seven. seven. That's a top prime number number of films. See, I was wrong early on when I made that Watch Mojo comparison because someone has this in their top seven. Hmm. Yeah, that was a... Idiot. That was an interesting one. Top 10 forgotten films. Doesn't that mean that you have to keep updating it because then when you remind them, it won't be forgotten? Oh, yeah, you're fucking right. It's a never-ending list. And the last comment of this episode is... I used to watch this all the time as a kid. They don't make bomb movies like this anymore. You're right, Claire. They don't make (laughs) bomb movies like this anymore. (laughs) I like how all of them are like, they're Claire. (laughs) Negative Except the one positive. that was you, who's a, a, a well, I, I'm, I'm 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 straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I'm in straight. Don't get me wrong, Claire. In straight, not don't, I'm. G- don't get me wrong. Excuse me, excuse me. Don't get me wrong, Claire. I looked on your IMDb. It didn't say that you were married or dating anyone. She I don't know married. if you. The comment also is she said, straight. The comment also said that in it was a guy. Straight, yeah. Yeah, well, I Claire could be identifying as a guy. We don't know what Claire's background is. Claire, you need to come on the show for me to interview you to find out all the hot goss. Yeah, dude. Are you Im straight? <laughs> I know I am. Now you know Im. You know, I feel like this is one of the most fever dreamy episodes we've done on this show. 
As soon as... You know what? I wonder what it would be like if Mr. Bella wasn't our guest and I didn't know that Claire Thomas could have been a possibility to be fair, for someone last, to talk to. The last movie that we did with Mr. Bella kind of was a Fever Dreamy movie. Yeah, Mr. Bella should be nicknamed Fever Bella. I love it. Fever Bella. Mr. Bella. I'm a I Fever Bella. like that. We are on the final verge of the end of the episode, Fever Bella. It was great to have you on. I hope you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> Did. I, really, I hope I that you don't regret giving us the information that you know, Claire. <laughs> I hope not. I hope that she doesn't regret anything either. Um, good job, Claire. Uh, Bartek, you've been a great Claire of the show as well. We've all been Claire. Because <laughs> the thing about Claire, Claire is she brings out the best in anything. Herself, others, the material she's in. Yeah. And I think we should all emulate Claire. Thanks, Claire. Thank um, you, if you Claire. guys want to be Claire, click on Claire. Um, look up Claire. Uh, support Claire. Don't harass Claire. Don't obviously worship her, but don't harass. <laughs> um, we can all remember to be Claire to each other. Uh, you know, the usual clearings. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, you can like us on Facebook. You can leave us reviews on iTunes. Yeah. And possibly one of the best things you could do for us, which we haven't really emphasized, mm. is you can recommend us to people. If you want. Recommend us to Claire. I know Miss Chabella is. <laughs> Uh, the more I would really love it uh, that actors or directors of one of these movies listened to this podcast and gave us feedback. <laughs> I would love to hear certain people's views on these movies. That they what if in. it's someone who's been in a movie we've done before, but they give us feedback on a different thing? Yeah, they're like, like I if, really lo- like. Like Claire Man. gives us a review, uh, a review of her thoughts on Centrinians, and she's like, "I loved it. I tried to audition for it, but they wouldn't let me in because I was too old." Or if the Ed Man comments on this movie, Ed Man from I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yep. So guys, fantastic, Mister Bella, Fever Bella, Fever Bella, the new Warrior Princess, Fever Bella. <laughs> Been great to have you on. Can't wait till you grace up lovely audience with your voice and presence once more. You guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superfluously great Claire's. Terrible. Wait, that's a bad word. No, never mind about that one. Fuck! I'm not good with adjectives. Hey, what was your fart thing that you set up at the earlier on the show? Oh. Oh. There. Oh. (laughs) There you go. Was that it? It was worth the two and a half hour wait. (laughs) 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 So, you guys, as Bartok said, check us out. Until next time, remember to be kind to Claire. (laughs) Something is not right.